This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to another special edition of the Michael Deacon program. First time listeners out there, thank you for finding us. This show has always been forbidden. If you can hear this, I have the deepest respect for you on this planet. Much love to you right now at this moment in time. How much time we have left 
is not for me to say, but we are getting closer to the end. Oh yeah. Commit these words into memories, folks. Joining me tonight is Mr. Robert Stanley. He is the author of Close Encounters on Capitol Hill. And of course, Covert Encounters in Washington, D.C. As a correspondent for America's Morning News and America's Radio News Network, he has traveled to over 50 countries. 50 countries, that's a lot of countries. Now he's bragging. In pursuit of modern and ancient mysteries, his research and reporting on controversial topics have been featured in radio, print, television, and online. You can check his website out over at robertstanley.substack.com. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. Tremendous. It feels good to be back, I must say. And tonight we are joined by an all-time favorite, none other than Mr. Robert Stanley. I also welcome all of you out there to call in and join us in this lovely discussion. This is an interactive show, by the way. Don't be shy now. Without your help, this ship sinks. Now, without further ado, let's bring in Mr. Robert Stanley, who I believe is patiently waiting. And uh, Robert, what's going on? How are you? Hey, Michael. I'm doing well. Um, hope you are too. The, <laughs> the world is still a mess. I think it's the first show that we've done live, isn't it? Yes, this is the first time we've ever done a live show together. And I got to be honest, it's quite exciting. It's been a long, long time since me and you have done a show that's live. Yeah. Well, I did five shows last month. That would be uh, May. And, and one of right. them was with you. <laughs> right, right. Now we're kicking off June and and I'm I'm back with you. And then in, next week I'm going to do a leak project. And I don't plan this stuff, okay? Right. In fact, last time you and I spoke, I said, I'm getting off the internet. I encourage everybody to do that. Well, obviously that hasn't happened yet. Right. Right. Yeah. See, again, thanks for joining us this evening. And thanks to yeah. the wife for letting me hang out with you. <laughs> Thank her. Yeah. And thanks to my dog. He's he's cooperating. I got him some more medicine and uh, he seems to be feeling better. So that's it's just been a crazy week. Um, even creating a, st a sub stack was not something I was planning. OK, I mean, I'd already deleted unicusmagazine.com yeah. this year and i had put something else together unicusnews.net killed that <laughs> and yet i got a call from coast to coast am a last minute urgent call could you please come on we our guest canceled last minute and i'm like i uh, yeah i, I mean i appreciate them having me on all right. these over what like 13 14 times now so I immediately put together a sub stack just so people have some place to go and communicate. And that's that's why you see a, there's only a couple articles there. But I guess that's where I'm going to be putting information for now. For now. Yeah. Yeah. And how unpredictable you are. You know, the last time we crossed paths, like you said, <laughs> you were so convincingly convinced that yes. interviews were a thing of the past and you were going to unplug from yeah. the machine. And yet. 
what do I stumble upon, uh, Robert? Your appearance on Coast to Coast AM. Yeah. I'm just wondering what spectacular turn of events prompted this sudden reversal of your grand plans, my friend. I must know. Okay, so I remember I, I also said that um, they want to punish anybody who isn't uh, compliant with uh, whatever the political correct thing of the day is. Right, right. It's constantly changing uh, with the Restrict Act and so many other ways that they, they, they think they, the powers that be, the dark side, whatever, wants to punish us for free speech and having uh, opinions that they don't agree with. So the latest thing is, I guess everybody's going to get kicked off the Internet anyway, even if they don't want to, um, during what they call a cyber pandemic. Mm. Yeah. And I'm not making this up. OK, I only right. came across this a few weeks ago. I'm like, well, no wonder I was thinking it's time to get off the Internet because they're going to kick us off. And the only way you can get back on is by proving that you're a good citizen of the dark side. Whatever that means. OK, I mean, but basically a digital ID that allows you back onto their internet. Uh, and so only it's going to be, uh, it's going to be really weird if they pull that off to say the least. Obviously I'm not going to, I, there's no way I'm going to participate in that. So anyway, for, in, in the meantime, I figure with whatever little yeah. time we have left, I thought I should put out some information specifically about AI, which we talked about last time. Um, and in fact, that's what I spoke about on Coast to Coast with Ian Punnett. And that didn't go so great because, uh, well, for whatever reason. And um, <laughs> Well, I mean, to be honest, it's Ian Punnett, by the way. I know, I know. I know. I've never a, talked to him before, and I don't listen yeah. to him. But I got to know him a little bit, and I realized that he's, uh, uh, yeah, he kind of reminds me of Richard Hoagland. <laughs> that's a pretty funny um, comparison yeah. there. Yeah. It's, Richard Hoagland. Well, I mean, I've known Richard since 1994, and I, I enjoy having conversations with him, but it's really a one-sided kind of deal because he's he's very young. Well, <laughs> well he knew it before, just, he, before you even said it. He already knew the answer. Right, exactly. Or he wants to correct you. Uh, for, you know that your that you, that my opinion is basically yeah. invalid because he doesn't he's whatever he's he's a scientist. And he's I, exhausting. And I, I got to be honest. Um, credit to you though for yeah. enduring such a thing. What with Ian? Brutal, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I, look, I don't like reading people's bios either, but I right, could tell right. it wasn't going well when he got halfway through my bio. <laughs> but I just went whatever you know like it's this. all good you you know you did you uh, no good deed goes unpunished robert <laughs> that's what you learned well okay but um it's a huge audience and I, I again this is this is how it goes with me sometimes when i'm when i'm reporting on something like uh damn near getting killed by ai which people go that's that doesn't make any sense robert but then i give you know some context for it and i i just figured it's important to talk about that while they're still while we still can and um, so that was an opportunity, and I just took advantage of it, even though I was I hate staying up to um, God, what was it like three in the morning or something, and mainly listening to the commercials. I that's why I never listened to that show anyway right. because yeah, for you. every hour I think there's forty minutes of commercials. If for at least it feels like it, it's something stupid like that. But um, okay, anyway, Anywho, um, yes, yeah. <laughs> The latest thing that everybody is kind of freaking out in the media is this, uh, the UFO disclosure thing right. is a really hot topic. And um, because I have so much information about that, I thought, well, 
I should probably put together an article really just one more time, give it one more smack and see if it, if the, if the, I can crack the nut on this uh, DC UFO cover-up. Absolutely. And yes, everyone seems to be losing their minds right now over it. Every sort of news yeah. outlet is covering the story. And I got to be honest, it's quite interesting, though, to see it all unfold and how to see uh, or how the bigger picture will sort of be painted for all of us and how all of this will surely unfold. Some say this is sort of like a soft disclosure. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, it's uh, mm, there's no way we're going to have full disclosure until the other side of the equation actually uh, opens up and has a public dialogue with us. We can't trust the government for pretty much anything. So whatever they tell us is probably not true or it's only a half truth. And more importantly, the, the extraterrestrials can and should speak for themselves to us. And obviously, they could address the people of this planet very easily. They've obviously got technology that can do that. Uh, but apparently, they don't want to. And I hear people saying things that are so absurd. Um, basically out of ignorance because they don't they haven't spent the time to actually look into the situation the really big picture it takes it does take a lot of effort and i know because i've spent god i spent way too much time in my life uh, uh not just researching it but having experienced close encounters and um it's it's enigmatic to say the least but there are some some really hard data points that have been denied by the government and the, the scientific community is just, they're such assholes. I'm sorry, but it is just kind of, there's no way to other way to, for me to, to say what I'm feeling here right. is because they just deny if it's not part of their, their, uh, database, then it's, you know, it's considered, um, um, invalid. So, uh, <laughs> That to me, they're not helping humanity in the least when they do stuff like that. No, they're not. They're not helping at all. Well, they're helping themselves to a lot of uh, government funding. You know, NASA said, we need more money to study these things. Uh -huh. And then the Pentagon said, no, no, we need more money to, to figure out a way to fight them. It, <laughs> other people saying, like Greer, it's Dr. Greer. Good Lord. Stephen Greer. Uh, and he's doing some big thing this weekend and whatever. I I don't know what it is. I really don't care because the man is delusional and he's he is a total egomaniac. Uh, and that's I'm sure that is one of the reasons he's blind to the fact that there is a threat. And there's always been a threat because there's this thing, like I mentioned to you before, there's this uh, war in heaven. That's what the Christians call it. And it is ongoing. I mean, how do you think all those UFOs crashed here? It wasn't us shooting them down. It's, and actually, people have seen this, uh, where they're fighting with each other, where, these craft. It would happen back in Germany, in Nuremberg, uh, back in, I think, 16-something. It was it made all the newspapers. And um, uh, so this, it's not a new thing at all, but our understanding of it has been so badly manipulated that it's it seems new to us, most of us anyway, and uh, the context is completely lost because most of the people that, I mean, look, I, I understand everybody's got opinions, and that's fine, but most of them are extremely naive and misguided. Now, you get no argument out of me from that. 
This not is saying true. I have all the answers, Michael. I'm just saying, I'm telling you, like for those for those people who want to know really the shocking history of UFO activity in Washington D.C. I'm talking in the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol area, which is prohibited and controlled airspace. Uh, you you got to read my books, and I'm making right. them free now. So just go to my Substack, robertstanley.substack.com. Download the books as PDFs and and um, study it. I mean, I spent thousands of hours putting that together. Nobody else has done it. Nobody else could duplicate it because it's it's just a one-off kind of deal. You know, it's a really great trick, but you can only do it once. Right, absolutely. And right now in the chat room, I do have your book here, uh, mm -hmm. Close Encounters on Capitol Hill. That's the first that. one. Yeah, that's the first one. And you made some startling claims about demonic aliens possessing individuals in washington dc do you still feel that way yeah absolutely well <laughs> i mean i feel that way i just you know wanted you to yeah drive yeah, it home yeah. it's a, it's a little more complicated <laughs> than that but i, I get it You're, that's a good soundbite michael oh um, yes it's uh it's it's not a happenstance this is done by design it's called summoning the demons using sigils sigils like the you know that what they do the is, magic. Uh, yeah, yeah, geometric, ge geometric patterns, and also these. Uh, it's sort of like a passcode, you know. You dial like like if you're going to dial up somebody's phone number or something or their email, it, it that would be your sigil. That's your passcode to connect with them and invite them to come in and do well. Hopefully, things that you know are going to uh, help you. Or us. I mean, when I say us, I mean the the shadow government, yeah. the deep state. They're absolutely in league. And this is another reason why I'm sure they're never going to tell the truth about this, because if they did, people would be so freaking upset. Uh, I mean, beyond upset uh, that they're collaborating, that the people that supposedly are represented public, you know, public servants are elected representatives, even those who are not elected. The fact that they'd be collaborating with and hiding the fact uh, that of that same collaboration um, with with so-called fallen angels or um, you know evil extraterrestrials. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's not going to go well. I don't think so either. And my goodness, there's so much to uh, talk about here. And yes, let's uh, continue on with uh, Washington DC, you know, and I was going to say, Robert, do you have any, you know, any examples or any proof of anyone being, you know, possessed? But then I thought, well, we do have that president, <laughs> Joe Biden. I mean, that's plenty of proof right there. Okay. Well, the U. all right. The whole layout of Washington DC is basically what the, the, the Masons call the working board for doing uh, uh, the great work. And, and it's, it's like sort of like a Ouija board. It's a way of communicating, but also, uh, again, it's about summoning. Like, all right, so the broken circle is a way of binding Satan to a location. Now, that's a, just a, that's a very broad overview of, of what's going on there. They call it the Beltway uh, in Washington D.C., but it is a it's a magic circle, just like you got, you got pentagrams and all other kind of things there and um it's not by accident because washington dc london and rome are all basically laid out exactly the same way one is military the other is finance and the other is religious so-called but it's all about controlling the planet and the people and all the resources 
So it kind of makes sense that Washington, D.C. would be having a lot of uh, covert communications with um, or collaborations with with. Uh, yeah, let's just keep calling them extraterrestrials, because I, kn I know they're more than that. They're not just extra anything. They're, we're related to them. It's all part of this ongoing conflict. One of the books that I, I, I link you can link to and download a copy is called The Shining Ones. In, in that article that I wrote, the uh, uh, you can handle the truth. Right. That's the name of the of the whatever the article title. Um, and if you read The Shining Ones by Christian O'Brien, it will absolutely change your understanding of who we are and how we got here and all this stuff. I'm not saying it's 100% accurate. I'm fact, you know, but it's it's way better than the work of Sitchin or Heiser or all these other people that, you know, claim to understand who the Un or what the Anunnaki really are in our relationship with them. Yes, if anybody wants to dig deeper, definitely go there and of course you can find this article that we are talking about here over at robertstanley.substack.com and it's up there. Yeah. Yep. I never even used that before. So I'm, oh, I apologize. You know, for people who, if you're listening to this and you got one of the early versions yesterday, a Friday, uh, I, I published it and then I realized, oh, there's some problems with it. And I updated it more than once. So when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I'm not, and the other thing is, it displays one way in on a laptop. It displays another way in your email. It displays another way on your cell phone. <laughs> so it's a little bit tricky to get all of the formatting in there so that people can actually read what I put up. Uh, but look, it's not just an article. There's uh, there's movies, videos, whatever. There's three books, uh, and there's also a radio interview that I did with the author. Uh, Frank Fristino Jr. about the aerial battles that, that happened in 1952 between uh, U.S. Air Force and um, these so-called UFOs. Uh, a lot of it was mostly on the eastern seaboard, uh, and, and in fact, you know, some of it was right next to Washington, D.C. So that's why I include it, because for people who are trying to say it's not a threat, like Stephen Greer, um, it's totally absurd. It, it really takes a lot of effort to just ignore all the evidence uh, and, and make that assertion as though it's you can just um, you, like you can just alter reality by saying something doesn't exist. Or worse yet, he's blaming humans. He's, he's saying he's attributing all violence to humans and humans only, which is again it, it's missing the point by a huge margin because. When you read The Shining Ones, you'll understand that um, it was the fallen Anunnaki, the lower-ranking ones, that gave us their technology, their weapons of war. That was thousands of years ago. You, you think they stopped? <laughs> I don't. I don't, not for a minute, you know? And, and it's it's not because they just thought, oh, hey, let's give them this stuff. It'll, that'll be funny, watch them fumble around with that stuff. It, it, no, it was to serve their agenda in this 
ongoing war in heaven. Right. So overall, what do you make of this whole sort of media frenzy in terms of UFOs and UAPs, whatever you want to call them? And mm -hmm. of course, you have uh, David Grush out there mm -hmm. who's um, making some pretty bold claims, it seems. Yeah, with no evidence. But I'm excited and for it, though. I got to I got to be honest, though. I mean, yeah. I am excited for the dialogue to uh, yes. take place. That's whether or not he's making it up or not. It's still quite interesting what's happening. I agree. It is. But again, it's highly misleading. And that's another reason I just kind of, you yeah. know, I was. Not <laughs> so you questioned well, yeah. the, you questioned the validity of, of these claims, in other words. Oh, it's not just that. It's like I said, a little bit of information can be a dangerous thing because you don't understand the the actual implication or the meaning if you don't have put it into the proper context. And it is logistically, this is a nightmare. Okay, and that's another reason why I think that the um, oh God, the government. I know that's a monolithic statement, but the government right. it, it would have a really hard time explaining to us because I mean, first of all, they've been lying to us for decades. And about a lot of things and um including this it, yeah but it's not a simple you don't just you can't just say oh we're not alone yeah. yes there's extraterrestrials it's like well uh okay so you're just saying you're a little pregnant <laughs> yeah a little pregnant what I, 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 no it's gonna it's a can of worms i guess is the you know the, the way the phrase that people use a lot once you start once you open that door this there's going to be a host of other questions that need to be answered. And um, uh, there's, there have been, I mean, I really am convinced of this, that the elements within our government have conducted crimes in order to cover this, this information up, because it's not just information, it's, it's an ongoing collaborative effort that they've engaged in, in order to curry favor, not only with these extraterrestrials, but supposedly give us an advantage over our perceived enemies here on this planet, which is totally ludicrous. You know, it's, it's the old divide and conquer. And believe me, the fallen ones know this, you know, they, they played us, they played us like a fiddle and uh, we're basically screwed when it comes to trying to deal with them, because here's why look, they have life extension technology. They also have very, they have the real AI or artificial life forms that are sentient and that can read our minds. That's what I was alluding to before in our, our previous conversation. This is no joke. It wasn't something that somebody cooked up in a basement lab in, the, in you know, DARPA right. or the Pentagon. No, this is, this is really top shelf stuff that most people can't even comprehend because of all they'd say, oh, you know, that can't be real. Well, sorry, it yeah. is real. Right. And, I get why a lot of people don't want want to even go there because the it, it it's extremely uncomfortable to even consider that that's that is a possibility. I mean, I know it's a reality because it's it's not even a thing. I don't just believe it. I know it because I've experienced it and then I've researched it for decades now. Um, so communicating this to people that are are clueless, and that includes people in the media. They really are clueless, so they tend to be very. Um, <laughs> Uh, difficult to talk to because their mind's already made up that this is a non-issue. You know, I mean, that's what they told because the, the media was complicit of, of many more than once, especially what happened in Washington, D.C. in 1952. They made it sound like it only that the, the capital was overflown two or three times. It was over 80 that year. 
That's all documented in my book. And I'm, I don't make up history. I'm just, I'm reporting it in a chronological order. It's called a timeline. And it, it helps to look at it like that because then you can see the series of events tell the story much better than just an isolated event or two. Okay, because you can start to see a pattern forming. It repeats, typically. And um, I've always asked people, hey, look, did, don't you think it's kind of weird? If they're not welcome here and the government's denying they even exist, why do they keep coming? Especially to the Capitol, where it's completely prohibited. Like, you saw what happened when that Cessna flew over recently, right? The guy was supposedly dead. I saw that. He was on autopilot. Right. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. they scrambled F-16s. <laughs> It's not the first time. It's documented in my books. They did that back in July of uh, 2002, just like 10 days after they were photographed landing on the freaking Capitol roof. The, I'm talking about the UFOs or spherical whatever, or, or mm -hmm. possibly, I, I, at this point, I'm just going to say it. Those are entities. The pictures that I'm providing for you, courtesy of Mr. Wilbur Allen, who's in Los Angeles right now in a hospital, uh, <clears throat> hopefully he's going to pull through. Um, those, those are authentic 35 millimeter photographs of entities that I'm saying to you right now, we, our ancestors called them Anunnaki or Elohim or angels or shining ones. This is not new at all. And actually most people in the government know this. Even the guy Sanford, General Sanford, when he gave the press conference, he did. Most of that was not included in the, in the, in the broadcast, but I've seen the whole video or whatever the movie. He said this has been going. This kind of stuff is goes back to the Bible. Yeah, it's been going on for a long time. <laughs> uh, ancient civilizations have been recording these visitors from the stars for such yeah. a long time. And yeah. right now, I do have that photograph up, uh, July sixteenth, mm -hmm. uh, two thousand two, Washington D.C. And there's the thirty-five millimeter film there. Yep. Yeah, and okay, so. And when I say authenticated, it's there was a, a I think it's gone now, but there was a, a film lab right across the street from the FBI that they use frequently. It's called Pen Camera, I believe. I thought that's what Mr. Allen told. Anyway, I asked Mr. Allen when we first got acquainted, uh, can we have the negatives that you have in your possession? Can we have them analyzed and authenticated? And he said, yeah, but I'm going to stand there. Nobody's taking these from me. I'm not letting somebody walk out of, you know, walk away with them. Sure. For any reason. So he stayed in the room. He recorded the session. Then he sent me the audio, which I transcribed into the book. So um, uh, this has been an exhaustive, extensive forensic investigation of, of authenticated data. So anybody who's claims that they're a scientist and that, that they can somehow um, disprove that you've got a job ahead of you because I've already proved it, you know, and now here's the, here's what, where my frustration comes in. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much proof that I have offered to the public for years now since, and again, that's how I first got on Coast to Coast back in December of 2006, my first book, Close Encounters of Capitol Hill. It was a chore, to say the least. I had to speak to one of the producers for an hour on the phone just to convince them that this is not, I'm not making this up. And now we're. Yeah. 
Wow, well, you I were didn't a, have to, quite generous, was, by the way. That was well. No, okay, look, here's the deal. Uh, uh, Lisa Lyons, who you know, is and I became friends that day because, and rightfully so. I mean, look, uh, I'm not famous, and but and this is a huge. What I'm saying is a huge indictment of our government. You know, and what do you mean you have photographs of them landing on the Capitol? I, she's like, I never heard about that. And I, I said, I know there's a cover up. You know what a cover up is, right? And, you know, I stood so and I said, oh, and the, yeah, by the way, the photographer worked for ABC News for 14 years part of taking those pictures. And I said, you know, because he worked for ABC News, who do you think was the first people he sent the uh, copies of the photographs to? Oh, yeah, that would be ABC station chief that he worked directly with at the White House and the Capitol, Air Force One, Marine One. What did they do? Nothing. They ignored it. NBC, CBS, ABC, they all ignored it. Okay. And so it, when it comes to my desk, <laughs> oh, so a couple years later, and I hadn't heard about it either, I looked at those pictures and thought, well, <laughs> anybody can do that in Photoshop. You know, that's what I thought. But um, I was being asked politely by someone named Daryl Sims. The, he calls himself the UFO hunter. Oh, yes. I remember him. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know where Daryl is, but he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's kind of intense, but um, for good reason. Because you try and tell Daryl that there's no threat, he will, uh, he'll give you a look like uh, he's about to rip your throat out. Right. You know? So He's intense. Um, he's intense. <laughs> again, he has reasons to be like that. Um, and so he had forwarded me this email from Mr. Allen and he asked me to say, he, all he wanted to know, do you think this is a, is real? And I, <laughs> how could I tell from an email with a photograph, but there was a contact information there for the photographer. And I just, I just, <laughs> what I got to lose ring, ring, ring. Hello. Did you take these pictures? Yeah. Who's this? And I said, well, I, you know, my name's Robert. I got the photographs and, uh, and what's, what's going on. And he, and then he just unloaded on me and I'm like, uh, you know, in a, in a very positive way, because most people, like I said, in the media didn't want to touch us with a 10,000 foot pole. Absolutely refused to, to, you know, because this is not just another UFO story, picture, whatever. You can't have something in prohibited controlled airspace, let alone have something landing on the Capitol building shortly after freaking 9-11 and then pretend like, uh, well, no, that's not really a threat. Excuse me? <laughs> you, you're, you're lucky that it wasn't a threat because if it was, you guys would be toast. If they really came there to kill you, man, that would have been it. We wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. These are fascinating photo photographs, by the way. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Tell me about it, especially the second one below that, which was taken like, you, obviously the same night. It's the same angle. It's everything. Same camera. Um, but it, the, the exposure was a little bit brighter. And and I remember looking at that and thinking, what is that black dot in the sky? And I, I actually called the photographer and I said, hey, did you accidentally poke a hole in one of the in, in the negatives? <laughs> Yeah. And he said, no, they're perfectly intact. And I was like, wow, that's really weird. So I, I happened to have an application in my computer that allowed me to zoom in without losing much resolution. 
and um, so and I made it. I made an animation of it, of me zooming in on it, and holy, holy crap, that's like that right there should just sh shut everybody down that is a skeptic, because um, it explains how these craft or entities have been able to pop in and out of controlled prohibited airspace at will. And that was driving the military nuts. They'd, they'd see them on, visually, they'd see them on radar, they'd send up the jets, the things would disappear, the jets would return to base, and then the things would reappear, like they were playing games with them. But in, And this was weird because when they disappeared, you couldn't see them visually or on radar. Well, in my opinion, that's because they went through a wormhole and they weren't here anymore. So, and again, this is like, man, if the if the military ever admitted that they cannot control the airspace over the capital, let alone the anywhere on the planet, you, you know, how are you supposed to prevent that kind of technology? You can't. You can't. They can't. That makes them look completely impotent. You know, and here's the deal, Michael. I, I respect law enforcement and military people. I know that's not an easy job. <clears throat> my mom, my uncle. I show. I think I sent you that picture. of My uncle. He was. He was Air Force intelligence. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. So anyway, it's like I'm not trying to cause trouble, but we're in trouble already. We've been in trouble. Like yeah. It's no big deal. <laughs> it just like drives me nuts. It's like, come on, we're. we're we're never going to solve the problem if we pretend like there isn't one. And there's a pretty yeah. big problem here. <laughs> you, like I said, if they were, if they truly were hostile, yes. But I, okay. So the fallen ones, the negative ones, the whatever, the dark side, they consider us their property. They really do, and and I'm pretty sure that that was what what was uncaptured on film. There was not hostile. Uh, event or series of events it's uh it was further collaboration and it, they were just basically caught in the act of doing that because i've what I, one of the things that the capitol police were um, willing to tell me officially on the record for the first book was yeah what they say to you <laughs> not much um but it was and again it was just a pub, public relations press officer whatever guy who thought i he really wanted to hang up on me the, when i first called but I said, look, I've got these pictures, and I, I, I want to give you guys a chance to, re to respond on the record because this is a very serious uh, event. And it looks like there's none of, none of the Capitol Police are responding, no military, nothing. And I said, that seems very curious to me. So anyway, I asked him a, a few questions. It's in the book. I don't remember exactly. I, one, but the one question I did say is like, um, because it was on the roof and there was lights on in the, in the, uh, the upper – how do you call that? The upper floor of the building. So basically right below the roof, okay? That floor, there was lights on. And I asked him, I said, are there, oh, yeah, do um, do the congressmen, senators, do they work at night? Because this was the middle of the night. I said, do they ever work in the middle of the night? And he told me, yes, that that, that particular part of the building is where they do their uh, secure briefings. Which is weird. I don't know why they would want to do it up there, but whatever. That's allegedly what what it could have happened. Somebody was—I don't know if it was eavesdropping or what—but uh, it, it was just bizarre. And the other thing is that that entity is is pretty tall, pretty darn tall. And that's that. I'm telling you that because of what 
allegedly happened in uh, Las Vegas recently. Yeah, we'll go There's into some, that here. Yes. Yeah, the, 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 the tall people. So th- this is something that people, I, w- I want to make it very clear. Mm-hmm. Within the Anunnaki society, um, which is universal, by the way, it's, it's not just humans from a, like one little place. It's, it's all across creation. And um, they come in all different shapes and sizes, colors and creeds, whatever. Uh, and some of them are dwarfs. Some of them are very tall, you know. Um, one of the guys I was friends with, uh, another military, military intelligence officer who was retired, his name was uh, Sergeant Major Robert Dean. He's deceased now. And um, he's the guy that came forward and claimed that he had read a threat assessment of uh, UFOs and extraterrestrials that was commissioned by NATO as Supreme Allied Headquarters. And uh, no, that's a hell of a claim, by the way. I know, and nobody wow. else has seen it. And of course, okay. they, NATO has denied it that it ever existed. They, they just said that uh, Bob made it up. Well, uh, he's, he must have a really good imagination, but anyway, yeah, anyway. Um, I, and I always knew that he had permission to do this because there's no way he could have got away with talking about that for as long as he did. Uh, in, in the detail that he did. But essentially, the, the, what I'm trying to tell you is he said that there was at least four different types of humanoid extraterrestrials that, that in that report. And um, the Pentagon, which obviously works directly in concert with NATO, was concerned about one group, and that was the ones that are essentially, for all intents and purposes, human, because they can, they can walk and live and work among us anywhere, including the Pentagon or NATO or whatever, White House. Um, and there's some shocking stuff in my books that, I mean, seriously, when I think back, kind of do just a rewind on all the crazy crap that has supposedly gone on in, in the White House and the Pentagon and the Capitol, you guys. It doesn't surprise me to hear about this, by the way. No, but the details of it, Michael, will, if you. It'll if shock you me. Okay. Man, I'm telling you. I'm just telling you, either there's a lot of crazy people just making crap up and putting it out there in the public, or we've got something going on in in the Capitol that it it's it does sound like science fiction, and maybe only part of it's true. You know, people people do say and write stupid stuff. It it may not be true, but I mean, come on, what are the odds that? I mean, we're talking. Hundreds of hundreds. I got over 200 events that I recorded in the first book. There's over 900 events in the second book. It's way more complete because I was kind of just rushing. To, I wasn't even intending to write the first book, let alone a second one. It's just because there was so much. I once I started down the rabbit hole, I started. It's like wow. I kept hit finding more and more, more and more. more, and more. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a snowball going downhill. And pretty soon I had a book, and I'm like, whoa, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. You know, and well, that's oh, a good problem and, to have. Well, uh, okay, actually, let me back up. It was when I when I wrote the article about the photographs that was pretty generic, and then I got a week later I got visited by a black helicopter. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't know how else to say. It wasn't really a visit. It was more of an. It was, I think it was designed to intimidate me, um, but it was a military black helicopter. This is no. This is there's no question in my mind. I did take pictures of it. I probably should have put it up there on so stack. It's just like 
I've been having a rough week. My dog's been went through surgery and he oh, got know, ill from the freaking pain meds and uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I anyway, I want him to get better, but sometimes you know when you wake up too many times in the middle of the night, mm. it messes with your mind. Right. Anyway, not an excuse to just saying I'm not 100. percent And uh, but I do have I have so much information on this. It'll just it'll just make your head spin, even if you're not losing sleep. Um, so so anyway, the the first time, 2005, right after I well, so shortly after I published the article on the internet and and in print internationally through Nexus magazine out of Australia, but they have, okay. And I did that. And then I got, well, I'd already, I'd already called the Capitol. They knew what I was going to do. The Capitol police obviously informed their superiors, another three letter agency. I don't want to name. And, um, they, 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 for whatever reason, they sent a black unmarked military helicopter to my house mm. in Torrance, California. That's a, that's just a regular generic, um, uh, urban kind of setting. And believe me, when when a military helicopter comes to your home and starts doing maneuvers over your house, you'll know it. That's pretty intimidating. Yeah. Well, the good news is my wife and son were not home. Oh, thank God. If they were, I don't think I would have ever written the book because I would have never heard the end of it. My wife would have been furious with me. It would have scared the crap out of my son. He was just a little boy at the time. It was shaking the entire house. Yeah. That's how low they were. <laughs> so... Uh, and so when I came, and I'm, I'm in my office working and I naturally, I came out to see what was going on. And at that point they had parked hovering over my driveway just to kind of show me like, Hey, you know, <laughs> we, we got your number. This wasn't an accident. We're coming to your house, buddy. We're, yeah, you know, I mean, that's pretty frightening to have um, well, it, a black yeah. helicopter above your home doing maneuvers, hovering around. Yeah. Well, it was doing circles around the house, super low altitude, and then it hovered over the. It's it's almost like they knew I was going to come out, and we were going to have this face to face kind of whatever moment. And I just remember I I was barefoot too, and I'm just I'm looking at them going, "What in the hell are you guys doing?" And they had the, even the the um, oh god, what do you call that? The cockpit. Yes. They have a very large cockpit, like that bubbly whatever plastic glass something. It was totally. Uh, dark. I couldn't see them. Obviously, they could see me. I don't know what kind of devices or technology they had on board, but man, I'm telling you, that was freaky, to say the least. Oh, yeah, to that's enough to. Least. And then, and then they out. they went down after we had this little Mexican standoff. They went down my street, literally right above the telephone poles, and. And then they turned around and came back up the street. I ran in the house, grabbed a point-and-shoot camera, and got a, a picture of them just as they were leaving. Yeah. So, okay, what what was the upshot of that? I thought, if these pictures are fake, why are you guys reacting like that? What the hell is up your butt that you feel like you got to do that to me? You know, I mean, uh, I, I told you before that I truly believe you are a targeted individual. Mm -hmm. And um, this further cements that um, theory, in my opinion. I mean, if you have well, these I, black I, helicopters I, I uh, flying be, around your house, know, it's like, holy I, shit. Yeah, I know. I know. I think, uh, I think I have more balls and brains when sometimes when it comes <laughs> to things like this. <laughs> okay. So yeah, anyway, be careful, Robert. I know. Look, uh, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to cause trouble. 
I would just like to be able to report. I thought, you know, we had a First Amendment, but then again, I'm pretty naive. Uh, I've kind of learned more over over the years. I was what I was 30. What is in my 30s or something when that happened? Let's see, 2005. Well, anyway, um, no, I think I was in my. The bottom line is this: when that happened, I'm like, wait a sec. <laughs> so I started looking deeper into the whole DC UFO thing. Yeah. I mean. I knew about 1952, everybody does. But then I start, man, I just like couldn't believe it. I kept finding more and more and more and more. And I'm like, I can't, this isn't going to fit into an article. I got That's what it. happens. And that's the great thing about what's going on right now. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. bullshit or not, I mean, the fact yeah. that we have this open dialogue is great. And a lot of newer people are starting to get into this. And right. at, like you just said, the further you dig into it, the more gems and gold you find. <laughs> Well, okay, but then we got to have to, what are, you, what are we going to do with it? I mean, it's like well, a bride, right? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Dog chasing a car, you know, what, are you yeah. gonna, what, what is he going to do if he actually catches it? <laughs> you know, and I'm talking about the UFOs and the extraterrestrials. What are we going to do? What will we do, yeah. That day comes. Yeah, that's the question. What can we do? Essentially nothing, right. though. I mean, it, a lot of folks always, are, you know, they're very gun-ho about all kinds of issues they want to go out there and, and grab a gun and do all this sort of stuff. And it's like, yeah. well, you know, that's probably not the best route. You don't want a sort of Waco situation happening at, at your home. It's no, not going to end no. well. And, and, and okay, since you brought that up, um, I'm in Florida and a lot of people here are armed. Florida, with guns, yeah. Right. yeah. Including myself. But the problem with that is, I told you, they can read our minds. And more than that, they have weapons that they can they can from a distance they can just melt your freaking eyeballs out and or bust your eardrums or whatever. Totally, you'll just fall down on the ground, shit in your pants. It's it's not a joke. I'm not saying that to intimidate. I'm telling you the truth. We are really not on a level playing field here. Okay, yeah, the small stuff, sure. You can you know whatever little altercations you can defend yourself, and I'm all for it. But if you think that you're going to be able to to <laughs> I, I mean, just let's just be real about it, okay? We we are um, in military terms. It's called uh, not having parity, right? Yeah. So we're really <laughs> yeah. outgunned, and more importantly, like I said, on, on a battlefield, if you can, if you could read your opponent's thoughts, and they can't read yours, you're screwed. You're toast. Really screwed. I mean, big time. And and our military knows this, by the way. I don't know if I included it in one of my books or not, but uh, down in here, I remember reading about it. It was a it was a case down here in Florida, a missile battery, and a UFO showed up, a spaceship, whatever, showed up over the, the facility, and uh, some of the subordinates said to their commander, hey, what do we do? And he says, well, fire on it. And as soon as he said that, boop, <laughs> he's like, okay, catch us if you can. We, and they just – because, I mean, they're, they're either – look, if they're not reading our minds, they're certainly listening to our communications, but I know it's both. I know it's both. Okay, so you just, we're we're not in a position right now to do anything much about it. And maybe that's another reason why the military and or whoever doesn't want to uh, discuss this publicly. Because 
I, you know, depending on how you present it to the public, it could cause a panic. Society could come unglued. Do you believe? Do you actually believe that though? Um, yeah, humanity would sort of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the Brookings Institute is really hmm. uh, very, you know, prestigious think tank and. The, the study that they put together. Yeah, back in the 1950s, the booking, the Brookings report, yes. Yeah, for NASA, but they, they came to the conclusion that it could. Uh, it had the potential because if you have a, an authority figure or agent, a, a, you know, a government agency goes on the media and says, um, yes, we found proof of extraterrestrials and or their artifacts here. They're here. Well, that's that's just the beginning like i said that's just the beginning of it because people yeah. say well when did you find what is it who are they you know are they friendly are they not i mean it's just like oh ugh. and and it's actually all of the above that's that's where it gets complicated that's where most people go into cognitive dissonance i've I, believe me i've been through this i i know i i vacillated many times over like who is who and and why are they doing this? And, you know, yeah, I'm sure you've had uh, plenty of breakdowns uh, trying to figure all this out. I mean, I mean, even when we talk, I can hear it in your voice. You know, you are yeah. breaking up a little bit. So I know this has personally affected you. And of course, that whole phone call yeah, um, that was AI um, back in the 90s. Uh, 1990. Yeah. And I wasn't the only one. If you want to look it up, I forget the exact details, but uh, a physicist named Jack Safardi. Is claims that he got a phone call like that as well. Maybe not the same reaction to it, but um, uh, I, I think there's more than one. You know, or, or there's probably been more than one of us that has, has been impacted by AI and didn't even probably know it. But now everybody's worried about it because, like, um, I think even the FBI is saying, you know, you're you're going to get phone calls from people that um, or videos or or yeah, the uh, the extort sextortioned videos of mm. allegedly you and, and, and they'll send it to your wife and and it's not really you it's just an ai generated oh whatever. yes the deep fakes yes that's actually yeah, a growing concern stuff. right now um in regards to ai well shortly after the program we did i told you i've been dealing with my dog and right. i took him to a specialist and when i did the follow-up exam i came into the office for the follow-up exam and they acted like they didn't even know me and then i it, i was like hey i'm, I'm here for a follow-up and she goes Oh, right. You canceled it. Hmm. I said, what? And she goes, yeah, we've got your caller ID right here. You, you called us and you, and you, uh, <laughs> you canceled your follow-up. I said, I did not. I've got my, why do you think I'm here with my dog? Yeah. You have the dog in the background <laughs> barking away like that. Yeah. No, I mean, I was in the office with my dog going, Hey, <laughs> wait a second. What the hell is going on here? And that's what later I figured, oh, Jesus, somebody's because it was in the news. Uh, Alex Jones allegedly got a call from Tucker Carlson. It wasn't. It was an That's AI right. impersonator. So. Yeah, it was a, a prankster of sorts. And I never yeah, got to yeah, see yeah, that yeah. video, by the way. I'm sure it's uh, quite hysterical, but I know yeah, there's really. it could get a little darker, though. If you took if you took it that way, I, I I can see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was. Well, anyway, um. Anyway, we're, we're kind of in uncharted waters. I think it's, it's really the problem here is that people kind of get like a little bit um, frantic and they, 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 they shut down about this issue or, or they'll just take the easy road like, you know, oh, yeah, that's nothing. That's just our secret space program. Well, part of it is, do you think we just developed that on our own? 
Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't. I yeah, know that's we the didn't. problem. I know damn well we didn't. Okay, so look, when I ha- I was having my God, when I had that I- encounter with AI in early 1990, that was just the beginning of the craziness to come. I mean, really strange stuff. Like you, it's it's like it's like my life would turn into the twilight zone. Okay, at some point. <laughs> Yes. And I just couldn't turn it off. And um, I told you, I met my wife that year at a UFO conference in West L.A. She'd just come back from Peru. She'd had contact. She started Unicus Magazine, and that was that's how I met her. And we've been together ever since. Now, because we're doing Unicus Magazine, we started meeting people claiming to be extraterrestrials. And one of the guys was... Uh, he uh, let's just put it this way. He was very interested in us, and um, he told us things about his his race, which I'm sure now was uh, Aryan. And um, you know, he was showing us home movies of their ships. And about that time, also the close encounters. I wasn't going up to the mountains as much because I. I met I, my wife and I was, well, I, we were dating. So at that time, I was spending more time with her. And I ended up having a close encounter in Santa Monica. And there was people witnessed it. Other people were seeing it. And um, it was just extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. So and, and the, the weird thing was the guy who claimed he, he was an extra human extraterrestrial here. He said his mentor was right there in Santa Monica, like, two blocks down from where I was living at the time. It's just the, the whole damn thing is so weird to say the least. It is weird. Uh, I mean, that's how you found your wife. Yeah, but it, well, I didn't really, again, I told you when, when I was ready to check out after that assault, Yeah. the, that lady, that being who said, if you decide to stay, we will do everything we can to help you. I'm, Sure that they meant it. I'm still again. I'm, I'm speculating who they are. I kind of mentioned it last time, but um, yeah, I, I, my understanding from other cases of people like who uh, have had contact with extraterrestrials, they're, they're typically the relationship is ongoing, and a lot of times you don't even realize that they're doing things for you or with you. They're very stealthy about it. And, and one of the things they do is arrange for people. I'm thinking of like Betty Andresa, if you've ever read her stuff. Yeah, they've been um, on my show, actually. Oh, okay. So Way you, back in uh, yeah, 2015, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yes. The Andresa Fair. Okay, right. so yeah. Yeah, you see. And so her marriage broke up after she started having contact. And yes. then she met right, somebody who was also having contact. And they, they, they became, you know, whatever, soulmates. So it's on my, my situation is not unique and um, it's just really difficult to try and explain this to people in a way they don't go, okay. I know they can think you're not. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, I, it, there, there are people that talk about these sort of things. Uh, one being like Eve Lorgan. She oh, talks yeah, about the alien love bite. Another yeah, yeah, yeah. close friend of the program. Show. Yes. Great, yeah. great guest. Great person. Yeah. Yeah. She is. It's very nice. And, the thing is, we're all kind of looking at this from our own perspective, and that's fine. And, but at some point, how do we kind of put all our pieces together, like the Reese's pieces on the right 
<laughs> make something out of it. it. This is a, yeah, this is a crazy ass subject, by the way. I mean, everyone knows this shit is nuts, but it's happening yeah. though, and it's something that's been going on forever. Right. Okay. So, because the there this is an ongoing war, the first casualty of war is truth. I know I'm being redundant, but it's true that that's a fact. I should say that the truth is always. Uh, diminish greatly during warfare and that's where you get like false fake news propaganda whatever so it's very misleading by design right right uh, you know and but com because communications are key in in whenever kind of battle that you're fighting or any kind of like even like um sports such as mock combat you have to be able to communicate with your team members clearly you and you have to have strategies and all that stuff contingency and and that's all going on that is all going on <laughs> and we're just kind of a lot of us are blissfully ignorant and uh because we live on a battlefield i don't think that ignorance is bliss i think ignorance is extremely dangerous um most people who've actually been in combat say that you that you keep that's a luxury you cannot afford you, you know they call it situational awareness if you're not aware of your surroundings on a battlefield you're going to get killed or captured or both that's just the bottom line. So a lot of us who are, are in denial or whatever, um, ignoring, that's what ignorance means. It just means to ignore things. <laughs> and uh, again, that's part of my frustration with this information is um, I don't need um, to be thanked. I just want, would hope people would actually contemplate, read it, contemplate it, maybe share it. I know I, I realize that we're all on overload right now. We're being bombarded deluge constantly every day with the whatever the newest, greatest, latest thing is. You know, every now it's every second. Every second, yeah, it's we more are. Than you can possibly even mm -hmm. uh, comprehend all this crap that's going on. And most of it is crap, by the way, in my opinion. But um, so it, in our attention span has diminished greatly. You know, they just loosely call it attention deficit disorder, but that's by design. We're, we've been dumbed down. Yeah, that's what the, um, thanks to the internet as well, a great yeah. tool. Well, it started with the television. Radio was better. I mean, when I grew up, I was, it was books and, and radio. And then eventually we got TV, but we didn't have cable TV, and you could barely get whatever. So I, I didn't do, spend a lot of time doing that. I, like I said, I was an analog person growing up. I really was. And um, so that makes me different, I guess, than most, you know, like my son's generation or something. But uh, anyway, it's the situation is fluid, and I think that that's why we have to be fluid as well, and not get too fixed on, fixated on, like trying to control things. Well, that's the problem too. A lot of people want to change what they can't, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of things that, you know, for better or for worse, people would love to change and alter this or that. Yeah. And it's just never going to happen. You're not in control. That That's the thing. We as humans like to believe that we are in control. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you.
but that's a facade. We're not in control. As much as we'd like to pretend that we are. Well, maybe um, it's a good thing, though. I mean, that, that's... Most people can't really seriously, you know, especially post-COVID, a lot yeah. of people, their, their cognitive abilities have declined dramatically. Yeah, well, I was hoping we wouldn't go to that, but uh, well, I think I'm, you're... I, unfortunately, I think you're right, though. I think a lot of people want to be told what to do how to think uh-huh and yeah that yeah. goes back to the television because that's what that is for and you know mm-hmm. I, I don't want to go into what what's been going on the past few years here in terms of you know these let's just say these uh things that came from another place if you catch my drift and yeah uh, i think we can all see what's been going on well and how the TV and everything else sort of um, takes over people's minds. Yeah. And then you get let yeah. them do all kinds of dumb shit. Okay, so the, they call it social engineering. Hey, just remember this, though, um, Robert. Look how many yeah. people became cops after the TV show Chips. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway, it, it, they, they can manipulate us. Obviously, the dark side is masterful at manipulation. They're they're terrible at creation, right? so they they manipulate because they 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 don't create anymore. They just manipulate, and we help them in that regard. You know, um, we have that divine innate ability, part of our birthright, but it's being very much abused. And um, I man, I, I'm I'll be glad when this is over. <laughs> to tell you the truth. When what's over? When we finally merge with machine or humanity in general? That is going to, that (laughs) is a fool's errand. That is going to fall apart. It's going to be dismantled. And um, again, this is why it's important to understand who the and what the Anunnaki really are. If If I say the angelic kingdom of light, maybe that'll work better for people to understand that they don't, um, they're, there is no malice in them, but they don't, they don't just, they're not screwing around. Yeah. They, they take directives, d- divine directives from the creator. Uh, those in the higher echelon that I mentioned to you before, the particular order of Melchizedek, just oh, yes. means king of righteousness. They, they, uh, their job is to educate and enforce the natural law or God's laws. And I, I, I actually looked it up just to see what was on the internet. It, it's very confusing. No, I don't think anybody really understands it. Um, and I'm not even sure I do. Because we're, we have been, we're, we're basically behind enemy lines. We're captured here. We're property, slaves. And, In this and, prison planet, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, the weirdest part about it is that most of us don't even realize it or want or care to because I guess the implication is too great. So we just live in this Stockholm syndrome. But at some point, there is this ongoing thing I told you before. I just call it the divine reset. Part of that is what some people are calling the global awakening. Yeah. And that was shown to me in 2013, that that was going to happen between 2013 and now, 2023, 10-year window. Everybody was going to have to... realize the truth and are even if they go back into denial afterwards everything was going to be revealed that they could possibly comprehend 
about what, what's going on here, like the pedophilia and, uh, and you know, human trafficking and bioweapons and all that garbage. Everything, everything was going to have to come up to the surface. Why? Because as beings with free will, we, we can't make a well-informed decision unless we have all the information. So, and this is part of God's plan to liberate us. Um, do you know that there's a situation where people who have been in prison for a very long time, like a majority of their life, they, uh, they can't assimilate when they get out. They actually feel um, afraid of yeah. society. Yeah. And they just want to get back in. Yeah, isn't like, that crazy? Well, it is. It's a form of insanity. But I'm just saying it's a, it's a condition or conditioning of that individual. And we we suffer from that. Yeah, we see, see that today all the time. Yeah, yeah. But I, OK, but just like you said, it's a prison plan. Right. And so, um, of course, our slave masters don't want us to interact with free beings of light. Um, and they certainly don't want us leaving the plantation <laughs> without their permission. So, again, this is what the secrecy is all about. And if they were, they, if monolithic, again, if, if the, uh, the shadow government ever were to tell the truth, uh, it, things would go completely haywire. I mean, the full truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help us God. If they, if they really put it out there, it, um, yeah, a lot of people would just lose their minds. So, but anyway, the, the, here's the thing: um, the benevolent ones don't work like that. They don't. They're not about all about intimidating, manipulating. They're they're all about liberating, and they want us to be uh, not just liberated, but then reassimilated into society. The cosmic or galactic society is is amazing, and we're unfortunately not part of it because we've been quarantined or whatever captured here um, by the fallen ones. Right. And as you were saying all these things, I kept thinking of the garden of Eden and how there's always someone who's trying to forbid us from obtaining this sort of uh, information. I mean, that's been going on since the beginning. It seems like everyone's trying to hide all this information from us, suppress it from the masses. Well, again, it, what we know historically, it's a terrible analogy, but the, when the slaves were brought over from Africa, it was illegal to teach them how to read and write. Um, uh, well, Robert, I hate to do this, but um, we well, have to end the show now. I mean, you just oh. sort of <laughs> got us removed from YouTube. Seriously? No, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey these, these days, you These days, know. yeah, right. You never know. You never know. Continue. I'm just trying to make okay. you laugh here. Thank you for thank you for yanking my chain. Um, the reason I bring that up is because most of us are are woefully ignorant about many things, and um, we don't have to be like that. Okay, so one of the things I pointed out in this latest article, you can handle the truth, is that um, the powers that be say that we have no need to know this stuff. However, we have a right to know. If we demand, we exercise our free will and say, I, I, I have a right to know this stuff and I demand that you tell me. Okay, why? Because I'm a citizen of this world too. You know, and uh, if you tell me I have no right to know, then we're, we got a problem. We got a big problem. Yeah. 
because who the hell are you to tell me that I don't have a right to know what's going on on my own planet? Uh, uh, like, are you a criminal or what are you hiding? Oh, apparently a lot. The special access programs are funded by a black budget that would make your head spin. Where are you getting the money? Uh, just print it. Oh, no, you steal it. What is it? Does it matter? I think these guys are all freaking criminals. Drugs and guns, all, mostly. They're all, they're all in league with the dark side. Oh, yeah. And they don't want to admit it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is something that's been uncovered for a number of years now, what the CIA has been up to and how they're the biggest importers and exporters of, of all drugs, really. And, of course, yeah. Human trafficking, another one that is, um, you know, we're quite responsible for that as well. Hate to break it to you, but I mean, that's what generates a lot, lots of money. Lots of these um, projects that we um, sort of do. I mean, that money is fueled by drugs, guns, and human bodies. I mean, that's kind of common sense, but a lot of people, they, they like, they rather stick their head in the sand. And unfortunately, Robert, that's not who you or I are. Yeah. It's not in our nature to do that. Right. But then again, okay, so I think we'd already covered this, but um, yeah. what can we possibly do? But what can you do? Yes. Yeah. Air it publicly. And uh, okay. So one of the things that I suggested in the article um, on Substack is that uh, the mother of all class action lawsuits. And I, and I know that's that sounds just like a fantasy, but um, it could be done. I, I don't know. I'm not a legal guy, so I'm not sure. But there's enough. I believe there's enough criminal violations there. Right. That if if there was the right legal team that got together, let's just say millions mm. of, of citizens that signed up and said, yes, I've been harmed. I've been harmed by this ongoing theft of money, withholding of technology, and 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 or communication with people from other, well, however you want to put it. Okay, there's a, there's a laundry list of stuff I can think of that would, you know, if you really wanted to to file a suit like that. Mm. That's just one. That's one way. Nobody's ever, as far as I know, nobody ever put that together. I remember when the guys like uh, Alfred Weber and stuff that I've known for years. They were talking about a truth embargo, kind of like amnesty or, a, you know, basically forgiving people. Uh, I am blanking on the word. What is the word for it? Maybe it is an amnesty. Anyway, yes, I think it was. I think so. Yeah. So, so okay, you committed all these crimes and we're just going to, what, forgive you? <clears throat> okay. Uh, and what, you're never going to do it again? <laughs> yeah. Can we forget? I don't, I don't, it doesn't work that way. Again, if you read the book, uh, Shining Ones, you can see that the fallen ones are really criminally insane. And they're dangerous because they do have technology, really advanced technology. And more importantly, the, the thing that people just don't want to talk about is the life extension. We can't have, I know the technology exists. If, if they admitted it, a lot of people would say, yeah, I want to live forever. Okay. Uh, you're going to sterilize yourself? I mean, that's one of the, the prerequisites. Or you, you could drink the blood of young children to um, Well, you know, no, fuel I'm talking you. about actual technology. Oh, actual technology. Oh, I thought yeah, you meant yeah, the yeah, Hollywood no, no. route. I'm talking about the. there are beings who do live forever as long as, long as they don't just get you know mangled in a wood chipper or something. They, they physically can live, physically can live thousands, many thousands of years essentially immortals. And uh, 
but you can't do that on a planet unless you have some rules. You, you know what I'm saying? You, you'd have to become, you'd have to agree to be sterilized because at the, our current population, if everybody just stopped having kids at 8 billion and we were immoral, okay. But I mean, you, you quit logistically very quickly. Uh, it's unsustainable unless you start going off world. And, and this, so this is part of the problem that they don't want to address. Oh, I'll just put it to you this way. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I know that's one of the reasons the transhumanist movement even exists. Transgender, it, transgenderism is part of the transhumanist movement. They want to control everything and everyone, including the so-called sex, which you, obviously you can't change somebody's genetics. But um, yeah, I mean, people are mind. people are definitely looking kind of like the greys once you sort yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of a hermaphrodite kind of thing. Yes, and, but 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 the thing is this: they're moving towards what what Kurzweil and others have called the singularity. The transhumanists are hell bent on this thing where you said like merge with machines. That's what's going to happen, and that's what well, we're that's seeing now. Well, that's part of it. That's part of yeah. it. Yes, they want us to turn us into. They've they've already manipulated us genetically. The the lower ranking Anunnaki scientists have manipulated the gene pool here so that we they turned us from our angelic form, our glorified light bodies have been altered into a, a, a human. Excuse me, a manimal. We're, we're, we went from angelic to to animal. Right. I and mean, there's no um, accident no. or coincidence why we share our DNA with chimpanzees. Right. right. Exactly. So, I mean, so, that, there's a clue right there for you that we were yeah. altered by the gods. Well, the, the fallen ones. Uh, or the fallen ones, yes. Right. Okay. But we're still related to those of the beings of light, the angelic beings of light. And that's another reason why they are, they do, they have a plan to liberate us and to rehabilitate us spiritually. I don't know about the bodies. I think the bodies are really kind of just so bad off right now. I don't know if that's even possible. Maybe it is, but the, well, that's, that's still in the future. But the, the lower ranking ones on the dark side, they, they want to turn us into cyborgs. And we, why? Because then we will be semi immortal and we will be completely compliant and reliant on them to survive, and they will be immortal. Now, I'm talking about the globalists, the Satanists that are here, that are human right now, but they've been promised immortality if they just go down this path. And it, it, I'm talking about logistically, how do you do something? How they're, they're, their plan is completely convoluted, but I know what it is, is and I just, I'm kind of laying it out here for you. They want to own this world completely and, and yet be immortal and without all the competition from the rest of us. And that's right? where we're headed. And that's where we're headed. Yeah. I mean, there's that yeah. Google yeah. scientist who is saying no more yeah. immortality will be uh, obtainable by uh, the year 2030. Yeah, well, it's already there. It's already there. I'm telling you, there's there's conditions there, you, you, you know. <laughs> It's just like the advanced technology for so-called um, free energy and or uh, gravity propulsion and all that stuff. It's it's ancient. Yeah, I mean, this has been going on for a long time. I remember Michio Kaku talking about yes. all this sort of things way back in the day. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, we do have deep brain stimulation. You know, you insert electrical wires in the brain and attaching them to a brain pacemaker, I believe. And you can do all mm -hmm. kinds of crazy things and yeah, all this has been going on forever. And I feel like, you know, some of that footage that we've been seeing that are UFOs or UAPs, 
those are pretty much um i think some of those are probably even drones being controlled by us by yeah. our brains we have this sort of oh, yeah. interface where we're able to control all these things and you know we see that right now in the ukraine right now all these drones that we have that are striking all the russians uh, those mm -hmm. are being controlled by people's thoughts right now mm -hmm. yeah that's old technology that's yeah exactly like you just said it's all old shit but but, I mean, this has been, it's existed for such a long time. And I mean, and I mean, a few years back, well, more than a few years back, I, I remember back in, I think it might've been 2003 or 2004, you know, people were running around with these sort of cloaks out in the, <laughs> out in the field, if you remember, and they were kind of, you know, deflecting light. Optical stealth. It's pretty awesome, I right? I remember it very oh, clearly, yeah. and the, the, the military at the Air Force. The military, they have the, they have the greatest toys, don't they? those bastards yeah yeah and they're just itching to use them too oh, yeah. on always, us it's like <laughs> yeah so well let's go back to the yes sir go back so let's go back all right so um the lower ranking anunnaki gave us uh access to the tree of knowledge of good and evil however the tree of life or life extension uh, technology is forbidden it is forbidden unless you are a good slave and are willing to capitulate and collaborate with them. And it's, I think it's the carrot and the stick. You know, I'm not sure why people think that, you know, they want to do that, uh, live forever through technology, but, um, Anyway, it's just it's just a little shiny object for these these people, and um, they have they're basically uh, committing treason against the human humanity on here in this world by doing what they're doing in collaboration with these fallen angels. And it's not happening in a vacuum. Let me tell you, this is all being recorded. Every last thing that we do here is is under observation. And uh, so it's not like you can really get away with it. Although they have, this is why I say they're criminally insane, because on some level, they obviously think they, it doesn't matter. They can, they can just, they can get away with it. Otherwise they wouldn't be doing it. Yes. It's um, quite unfortunate, really. The sort of situation that we are currently in right now and, would you like to see peaceful extraterrestrials openly <laughs> visiting and interacting with uh, humanity, Robert? Yes, of course I would. I mean... Will we get that one day? Or is the government setting us up for a disclosure of sorts where they will announce that, you know, there's alien life out there, we've been visited, blah, blah, blah. Do you think we're actually going to get that from our own government? You know, they don't really have a positive track record. No. Whatsoever. And we we got a glimpse of this when Reagan was in office, and he said, you know, that the, the the thing that would unite Not all unite mankind, us. yeah, a common threat, and they they've known that. Again, this is social engineering; it's psychological warfare. It's a the, the, here's the problem: we always look at our our so-called leadership, the authorities, as um, being in charge, but they're not. They're um, errand boys for these fallen angels, and that's why. I know it's really uncomfortable to talk about this, but uh, it, because the, there's a huge intimidation factor there, and rightfully so. 
you know, it's it's really actually possible for us to sit here and pretend like we know what's going on in the minds of these criminal masterminds, the 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 fallen ones, the on the dark side. Yeah, we can only speculate what they, how you know the kind of. What's uh, really going on behind closed doors? Yes, it's hard it's to really not like because yes. we don't think like that. We're we're not scheming like that. But I mean, you think about all the technology and all the information, yeah, and all the resources that they're putting into this scheme, the satanic scheme. And and just again to be clear, Satan is just a word that means adversary. Adversary of whom? That would be God. If, however you want to, however you want to look at it, right? The Creator of the cosmos has a particular design and they are not on board with that. That's why they do the, the, a lot of times people say, Oh, they're playing God. They're mad scientists. Yes, they are mad and like crazy. Uh, and, and they're, they're manipulating what's already been created because they've lost their ability to actually create. You know, and it's an innate ability. Okay, we all have it. God gives us the gives us the building blocks, and we can actually do it on, on a subatomic level. I think we've talked about that briefly before, but right, um, we have. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's. I mean, it's, and it sounds utterly fantastical, but um, I'm sure that's that's it. It's it's a big part of how we are totally subservient. We think we need them in order to survive within their system of slavery. You know, the the fiat system is only a, a slight, that's one layer of it. You know, we're, we're like, they control our food, the, the, the electricity, transportation, everything, you know. And um, so if we were, if, here's the thing, we can't really interact with, peaceful extraterrestrials right now because we are not there we are not peaceful it, it's it it's sort of like if you if you try and you see how these missionaries go into the jungles and they usually doesn't go so hot for them right uh, the, the primitive tribes will usually attack them and eat them or and, whatever yeah and so uh and in fact there was a, a i remember this very clearly because I, I reported on it was um friend of my sister's in Malibu when we were growing up, she one day somehow had a memory come flashing back to her when she was in Colombia, mm. in Bogota, and how um, they were leaving a restaurant, her and her parents, and she was in the back of the Jeep, and then she said this thing just came up over the uh, horizon of, not the, what is it, the, the hill. It just came up over the hill, and she said it was huge and bright. And next thing she knows, they were standing out outside of the jeep in the grass, and her shoes were off. And she, I think she said she was laughing. Anyway, her her parents didn't know what happened. They couldn't explain it. And years later, she suddenly had like a, a flashback of it, and it all started coming back to her. She didn't have any hypnosis or anything, but um, she remembered being on the ship with them. And it was a bit of a menagerie, sort of like a little bit like Star Trek mm. in that. Yeah, the people because she did a drawing of one of them it was pretty interesting. And it, it they had that, you know, typical suit, space suit. Yeah, what we think of the jump or whatever. And uh, she said there was this one guy who was kind of short and he had a like a bowl cut and blue skin. And and um, he seemed like she said he seemed more like a, a, a medical guy. 
Um, there was some science people there. She said there was one lady looked scary. She was a reptilian, but she would, she didn't like, she didn't feel threatened. She just looked, she just looked, <laughs> your first reaction is like, Oh my God. Uh, but other, most of the other people, they were human. And she said that, um, at one point she asked them, why don't you guys just land and get out and talk to people? And she, and they said, because somebody would freak out and shoot us, you know, and we can be harmed. So it was a very logical explanation. Right, actually, right. Yeah, that makes know? sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and, and more importantly, though, like, how would you communicate if you're a peaceful extraterrestrial with all that information and technology and stuff and, and you can travel around? Uh, well, what kind of conversation do you going to have with people? Most people here, um, they're very limited in their uh, – cognitive ability or even their capacity to stretch, you know, it would be, I think it would be, there'd be a lot lost in translation. Even if they speak perfect English, that's like some of the concepts would be just, uh, incomprehensible. Yeah. I don't think we would be able, uh, we would be even able to communicate with something like that. Um, you know, we'd be fumbling over ourselves constantly. Well, they've baffled me more than once, and I don't, I'm sure it's, it was unintentional, but I mean, just like just being around the craft, knowing that someone or something is in the craft is very unnerving, especially when that, that one time they showed me prior to the, the call from the AI, when I they showed me that one night that they were reading my mind. God, that, I, 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 I was just in shock. I really was in shock, and it, it, more than that, it, I just felt like, like naked. Yeah, that's a quite the invasion of privacy, I would say. If they're reading your your thoughts, Robert. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I, I wasn't scared. I was just literally in shock. It's like, yeah, uh, and I had to adapt to that reality. Otherwise, I couldn't couldn't go on. But yeah, so I'm just telling you that because I can see why. Um, depending on how, what kind of interaction you have with them, it's no matter what, it's going to be shocking. Absolutely. And I would, uh, I would imagine though, if you're in, in, in the dark, in a dark room, in your living room at nighttime, and there just happens to be a tall reptilian like figure in the, in the doorway. I mean, that would Whoa. scare most people to death. I would imagine. Um, oh, furthermore, I just want to, furthermore, I just want to quickly say, you know, yeah. I have a hard time even believing in the whole reptilian race yeah me too um because mostly because i think most of the cases that we hear about they involve um the grays and i feel like these sort of things are bio machines yeah they're synthetic yeah, beings of course i said other I, people have said that too. i think they're synthetic beings sent out as ai probes to gather yeah. information about us and you know they've been right. doing it for so long and i wonder what exactly is it about humans that they find fascinating and i thought perhaps maybe it's the soul yeah I, okay uh this has been coming up a lot lately um there's a there's a, a there's a distinct delineation between the physical the mental and the spirit when we're talking about our spirit often the times we use the word soul but it's actually our mind would be more directly um the term soul is actually we're talking about our mentality. The spirit is it transcends all of that. So we are multidimensional beings. However, we are in our current format here in this 
prison planet, in our current situation, the way we've been genetically modified is we are very uh, disconnected. I mean, barely, barely connected to the spiritual aspect of ourselves and more importantly to the rest of creation. And that's by design, just like when you put somebody in a prison there. They, they may have some little bit of communication with the outside world, but it's just that's it. You know, they know it's out there, but they can't go out there and they can maybe get a letter or a phone call or something. But that's, you know, not the same as actually right. being in the world. Well, I believe in some pretty far out things. And I think I honestly believe that um, these grays, mm -hmm. I think they sort of sort of uh, seeded us into uh, technology i think they're the ones oh, behind yeah. ai in my opinion oh yeah yeah that's what corso said colonel corso philip corso is that what he's saying Roswell. yeah no he said that um i guess uh, it'll come to me i think it was general twining he was working with uh anyway he was working with the, the army and they had a technology transfer department and uh yeah fiber optics i'm starting and, to uh, think that the grays are ai sent out yeah. here to yeah, visit yeah, this are, planet. They're, well, what I they're, think. Okay, they're connected through an AI system. It's not intelligence. It's a, it's a, it's mimicking. Uh, it's an artificial life form. It's, okay, sorry. It's called synthetic biology. Synthetic biology is real. That's not. That's not coming. That's already. That's already happened. Type it up. Look it for yourself. Synthetic biology. You'll be shocked. Um, how far we've already they're admitting that they, you know that they can develop grow brains and stuff but consciousness is not limited to the brain mm, yes okay so so and more importantly this is this is rupert sheldrick was very clear about this is that we're all connected to morphogenic fields but what he didn't say the rest of it is that it's not just some static field here and there it's all connected through the cosmic web of light and um, I guess that's one of the things I have to put up on the Substack. If, you should. For as long as the Internet's still running, I will put up an article about the cosmic web of light that connects all life throughout the, the cosmos at the large scale all the way down to subatomic level. We're all connected. However, because we're here in this particular forbidden zone, whatever, the, 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 the matrix that they put us in, this prison, we have a limited access to the cosmic web of light here. I've tapped into it. Um, others have too, but it's very fleeting. It's very difficult to hold, uh, maintain a really strong signal and by design. You know, again, if, if I was trying to tell you guys this before, if we totally unplug from this matrix, this web of lies and, and were to fully plug into the web of light, we would be transfigured by it. And I believe that's part of the rehabilitation program of the divine reset. Once we're liberated and re fully reconnected to the cosmic web of light, we will be reset to our original format. Uh, and it, it isn't this we are right now. Right, right. It isn't this. It's, I mean, like I said, the angels of light are... Uh, they they are for a reason, you know. Like I said, they're plugged into it, and uh, it's not just light; it's it's consciousness, and it's also energy that can be turned into matter. 
that's that's the thing about manifestation I'm kind of alluding to and not getting I'm not communicating it really great because I again I'm still learning how that works but obviously that's not we're not allowed to do that right now here under the current circumstances but oh for sure we uh, once we're out of the prison that would be just a normal state of affairs is to manifest things I've got lots of books with lots of different examples of it that uh, you may say, oh, that's just circumstantial, that's fantasy, whatever. No, I don't think so. I, I'm I'm actually certain that it's like so much about us has been switched off to make us more compliant. Right, right. But could it be switched back on? Yeah, yeah, obviously, that's, I think like, so. that's what I'm saying, a divine reset, just putting it back to where it was, uh, like in a computer, you reboot it. That's that's not the best analogy, but I mean, that's really what I was seeing happening. It's just that logistically, it's a very difficult, very complicated procedure because you have to coordinate a lot of different people and processes in order to do this. So the thing about it is when you're prosecuting a war, on the on earth it's like um well one one side is gonna win and those are always they always say that they're they're the good guys <laughs> they all, right because the the victor writes the history it's right like, of course we're the good guys that's why we won um it's obviously not that simple but here's the here's the bottom line the the fallen ones started this conflict they really are the they became adversarial they are um uh re, they are the original rebels or insurrectionists and against god's creation and for whatever reason you know i think it's we don't have all the details but you know let's just say that it was ego driven and um it has to be stopped it it does because otherwise they're just going to expand and ultimately destroy all of creation right and I, I know that's a huge statement most people aren't even thinking like that but you can see it happening on our planet do you think ai is going to destroy this world that's what the, that's what a lot of people are saying but why why would that why would we create something to, to destroy ourselves unless we're suicidal and again it's because we're not fully uh, autonomous we're not sovereign we're not running our own affairs here. We're not in charge. Exactly. And, there we go again. That uh, back yeah. to we are not in control. Well, well, part of it is is they've they've convinced us that they don't even exist. That it's all like again. We'll go, let's go back to Stephen Greer. He's he's just blaming us. All the extraterrestrials are benevolent, and we're just a bunch of bunch of buffoons, and and the, you know beating each other up. It's not it's not that simple. That's not going to get to you where you want to be. That kind of thinking is uh, incredibly naive. Um, he has his own security, by the way. Well, I wonder why. Yes, and they uh, locked the doors during his presentation. Yeah. Well, his his uh, right-hand assistant was um, killed by fast-acting cancer. Sorry, my, my brain is kind of melting. <laughs> I tell you, it's been a bad week for me. It happens. The... the um, my understanding is that the the woman who was working as his assistant when they they first did disclosure project she yeah. was murdered no kidding i didn't know that yeah well, wow. well they made it look like a you know cancer but Stephen anyway, killer what happened 
Uh, yeah, they. Yeah. Okay, the, the that's a joke, by the way. I, I know Greer didn't kill her. No, he didn't. But because she was involved, and they they felt that they needed, she was a liability because she was basically being very uppity. She wasn't a good slave. You know, Greer's mm. a little more diplomatic. He I realizes see. what he's de- he's dealing with some very slippery characters. I give him that. But I I, I also know that he's being played by them. Because he's so egotistical that they keep baiting him into thinking that somehow he's going to end up being uh, a player. Mm. You know, I see. A big, big time whatever in the future. When he first started his contact uh, SETI program, yeah, I think it was called. I think that's what it was called. I, yes. Some whatever. It's one of those things. SETI 5, something like SETI that. SETI 5, thank you. Yeah. Anyway, he, he's... <laughs> He basically placed himself in charge of the whole thing, that he was going to be number one ambassador for the planet through this contact hmm. protocol. And I mean, come on. Yeah. It's just it's just absurd. So, yeah. he, you know, he, look, this happens to a lot of humans that we are, um, we're so easy, easily manipulated. Easy to manipulate, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the thing is, because he believes it, then other people believe it because it sounds very convincing because he's convinced, you know, it's just sort of like a, a it goes, uh, it's contagious, that, that kind of thinking. But I know what, I know what it really is, is uh, psychosis. It can become a mass psychosis or what they call hysteria. Yeah. He's in a mania, they say. Yeah. Right. Right. But, but anyway, it's, it's fine. I, whatever the guy, he kind of seems like an alien, to be honest. <laughs> he has that kind of look to him, but kind of freaky looking. I know they said about a lot of people like you know, Ike and stuff. The, anybody who goes down this path is going to be altered, for sure. Yeah, you, you you can't mess around with it and not have it change you on some level. And I mean, I'm fortunate to be I, relatively intact, but it's it's difficult because, um, like you know, talking to my neighbors, I I try and be very uh, discreet. But sometimes it comes up in conversation, and then, Ooh, you know. Those are and, dangerous grounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and even my family, you know, over the years, they've been just like, well, why are you doing this, Robert? And what do they say now, now that you mentioned it? Now that, Not much. Now, now Not that it's much. coming out all over the place, have they reached out to you and no, said no, anything? No, no. no, nothing. No, because, ah. okay, most of us have been lulled to sleep. We believe, like they said, uh, ignorance is bliss. So they just ignore it, Mm. thinking that it's not a problem because they've been told by the authorities there's nothing to see here. These are not the drones or droids you're looking for. You know, it's 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 a mass uh, hypnotism or uh, God, I'm forgetting what the word is, but it, it it's a trick. It's, it's an illusion, you're control. saying. It really is. You know, they always talk about mind control programs. Yeah, MKUltra. Do you think it was just a few people they grabbed off the street? No, not Come at on. all. I mean, yes, it's 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 pretty, um, it's a complicated uh, thing, really, when you talk about MKUltra mm-hmm. and mind control. I mean, these are things that have been going on since the beginning of time as well, through the use of drugs, mm-hmm. uh, which is we're doing all this sort of shit, too. Um it's evolved over the years, but I mean, this is still going on now with, with drugs still to this day. Well, and it doesn't even, okay. It can also be psychotronics and that's a big part of what, uh, ionized radiation. 
they have been increasing it every decade or so. They just keep um, ratcheting it up, amping up the, the level of, of radiation. And it does some really crazy things to uh, all cellular life. It's, it's not just debilitating like on a physical level. It does. It, it really messes with uh, the mental processes as well. Again, because it's interrupting these fields. It's just like electricity. It doesn't just flow through a wire. It's, a, it's fields within fields. That's right. Okay. So the same, same is true of our consciousness. And when you start mm. introducing these competing fields that are actually um, discordant, they're not in harmony they override it we 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 have all kinds of breakdowns absolutely <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not being very polite tonight no no you are i was um thinking about that i was also thinking you know it's a good thing we can't see all these uh, signals right now like the oh wi-fi signal the um telephone um Signal, Cellular satellite, stuff, yeah. yes, yeah. all these sort of things. It's a good thing that we can't see them out of our spectrum right now. Well, we can, there's very little that we do see in general. Even if we, that, aside from all that, the cosmic web of light was something that was shown to me just once when I was having close encounters up there in Malibu in the mountains. Mm. And I thought it was just some crazy hallucination until years later when I saw, oh, the scientists call it this. And they had they had these graphics, you know, supposedly they with their machineries that they pick up these uh, filaments of light that connect everything in the cosmos. So, and then I realized, okay, so that, why, why are we so blind? <laughs> why are we so limited? Yeah. 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 Like who put the blinders on us? Why do we only see like a tiny sliver of the known, um, the, I guess they call it the light, or no, radiation spectrum. Yeah, yeah and well, that's probably by design, Robert. We're probably not supposed yes. to see these things. We're probably not supposed to expand our minds yeah. as much of the as much as it's already been expanded. We are limited, no doubt, in my opinion, and I think we were designed that way. Well, or or let's see, yes, we were modified to be like to be that. that that's way, what yeah. I was alluding to before, and mm -hmm. I'm sure they did that intentionally. And I'm, I'm not, and I'm sure it was a violation too. Although maybe there was somebody that volunteered once upon a time for that kind of crap. Uh, it seems like you'd have to be completely crazy to, to ever say, oh yeah, please sign me up. All this, all this sort of thing uh, drives me insane, by the way. These are all mm -hmm. things I think about um, at nighttime <laughs> or when I'm trying to sleep, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. wondering what are the true human origins? What, what's our true story? You know, we have all these civilizations that came even before the Sumerians. And oh, yes. So, you know, all these sort of things drive me crazy. Well, I, yeah, I can see. Uh, sure. I, I feel that. And uh, I mean, and it's like, do we really have the answers for all these sort of things? Um, no, I, I'm not entirely not. sure. No, of course we don't, and but that's uh, but that's by design as well. Yeah, some and, say we came from the ocean, which I believe, but then there's people that you know they go further and they say you know we're from the lost continent of Mu, and you yeah. know at one time we had gills, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You I hear know. all so the shit. That, that that whole thing about uh, evolution is, is yes. completely nuts. It it didn't happen like that, and um, 
again, this is they can't tell us the whole truth about the levels of genetic manipulation ah, yes. that's going on. It drives me these, insane, Robert. But by these mad scientists, the lower ranking Anunnaki scientists have been manipulating, not just here, but everywhere they go, that's what they do. And yes, they've got what we would call AI or um, uh, artificial life forms, synthetic biology. Yes, they do all that crap. All of that, it, it's, that's just their normal standard operating procedure for them. But again, it's totally at odds with uh, the angels of light who haven't fallen, the higher ranking Anunnaki scientists. I was just, okay, so I'll put it this way. Uh, they have a full spectrum understanding of the spirit, the mind, and the body, all, all levels, all dimensions. The lower-ranking scientists, which are they call them one-eyed serpents, um, they're not. That doesn't mean they're reptilian. It, it, they have. They're limited to the physical and some of the mental processes, and that's it. And it, it, why is that important? Is because without the spiritual, everything descends from a spiritual or non-physical realm. So if you don't have a knowledge of it or an ability to manipulate or control the spiritual realm, you're you're not, you don't, you don't have, you're not a two-eyed scientist or serpent. You know, you're not fully, you're not there yet. You're, you're still a lower-ranking scientist, and and uh, that's one of the reasons they they have these incredible egos, and they try and make themselves feel like they're superior to the rest of us because they've got their data, and <laughs> their data. Oh, yes, that data, which will, and I've been saying this on the program, will be much more of a commodity as we go forward in time. You know, gold mm -hmm. will be replaced by data, in my opinion. Data yeah, they, will be the new so. gold. Yeah, that's what they say. But, uh, okay, so at some point, though, all right, all these subatomic particles that are flowing through the cosmic web of light can be manipulated by us on a spiritual level. In other words, it, like I said, it, it, if you work from the spiritual down to the mental, down to the physical, you can literally manifest anything, anything that you need within reason. I mean, you know, you don't want to manifest them in atomic weapons, uh, but it's all part of the divine blueprint. It's, it's innate in who we are. And I keep bringing it up because people don't even believe that we can or that more importantly, that other beings already do that routinely that's that's just a normal part so like we we think everything's got to be made in a factory well guess what it doesn't it, it that that is the, the most crudest way formed to form uh goods it, and the 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 lower ranking scientists really want us to worship them scientism is a real thing it's a cult and they're so arrogant I, know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of just had enough of them to tell you the truth because, again, they're they're also um, they're really dangerous. The, the stuff they've been doing here, not only intoxicating the entire planet, but what they've what they've done, what they're still doing to the our genetics, it's got to stop. It's got to stop, or they're just going to kill everything on the planet. And, um, so again, I'm sure that's why there 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 is going to be a, or it, it's an ongoing divine intervention that is underway it is a divine reset i know people say to me why is it taking so long well think about it if you're an immortal being and you're dealing with something on this magnitude not just this world 
But ending the war in heaven is, is a huge undertaking. It, it's across multiple galaxies, thousands of different worlds. It's not an easy job. And that's not an excuse. I'm just explaining to you this. This, this isn't something. But also, by the way, like we were talking about before, people that have been in prison for a very long time, uh, you let them out, they're going to they're gonna go nuts. They, they don't know how to cope. Yeah, they'll so, go back. They're institutionalized. Unless, you, but unless yeah. you really work with them and rehabilitate them. And that's a big part of the process, why they're taking their time about uh, the way that they liberate us and then ultimately rehabilitate us, uh, those of us that really want to do it. It's like, okay, because, you know, people that are addicts, drug addicts, you can send a rehab all the time. They're they're going to, uh, it's not going to work. It's not going to work, yeah. Unless they really, really want it. It's on them, yeah. Yes, they have to, they, because we are free will beings. The choice is yours. Right, okay, so again, that's why I was told or shown that this 10-year window that we're in, which is now closing, is critical to that to that process. Everybody has to make a choice, whether they like it or not. We've all have to make a choice whether we want to go reconnect to the uh, to the realm of light or continue down the path of darkness for as long as it lasts, which isn't going to be much longer. In my, I mean, relatively speaking, the way I understand it right now is that the plan is to uh, to annihilate Ooh. it, ultimately delete it permanently from creation. So you see an AI sort of holocaust happening here um man i, I think we mentioned this before look when when the divine ones finally uh flip the switch it's going to seem like the end of the world as we know it because well, it is and so it's going to be brutal and beautiful at the same moment a lot of people are going to say oh my god you know, what's going on? I'm losing my everything. Yes, but you're gaining all of creation. The kingdom of heaven is literally at our fingertips once we are liberated. And But you can't do that. Uh, think about it this way. If you were a prisoner and they said, well, we'll let you out on weekends, you know, would you ever really get rehabilitated? Probably not. And... Um, that's the situation here. We can't just be let out a little bit. When it when it happens, we're going to be out fully, mm. permanently, permanently. When the levy no. breaks, as I like to say. Say again? I said, when the levy breaks. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's a mm. good song. That is one of my favorite Zeppelin songs. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> I knew I it. I forget you're a musician. <laughs> right. Sometimes I, sometimes I just throw these references out there, hoping they land. Uh, most of the time they bomb, but that's okay. You I'm trying learn. to be a good listener, though. I tell you sometimes, Michael, when you get me on a roll, I get so wound up. I mean, I, that, no, you're not. I know yes. you're not provoking me, but this 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 topic, these topics, this whole thing, has got me so. Well, Robert, I you know I have a habit of doing that with everyone in in this world. Yes, I <laughs> okay. have that's a your, habit that's of your superpower. Yes, I just <laughs> piss everyone off or get them going somehow. It's the <laughs> secret uh, hidden ability I have, but. Um, oh, well, you're a cosmic <laughs> catalyst, I guess. Consciousness I, uh, agent of I, I chaos, right? <laughs> and uh, again, just really quickly here, you know, yeah. the debrief, this uh, mm -hmm. outlet, you know, they put that report out there. It caught wind, mm -hmm. and you know, it was all about regarding the possession and reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials. And then you had 
David Grush, you know, a veteran of the National mm-hmm. Reconnaissance Office. That's the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you know the story. You, you've seen and you've read all these claims already. And, you know, he seems like quite the credible character, in my opinion. He, mm-hmm. he seems to pass the smell test. Yeah, but he doesn't have the evidence. But We're no evidence, there though. Yet. Okay, so incrementally, this is right. what Bob Dean, when he was still alive, told me. And I think it's in my interview in the first book with him, um, that there's two factions on this world that, that uh, so-called intelligence agencies, which go right into the secret societies, that we don't have a right to know, or excuse me, we don't need to know what's going on at... <laughs> And then there's the other faction mm. within this so-called <laughs> control group. This is no, we we have to tell them at some point. So the I believe the compromise solution is that they gradually have been tossing things out to us to acclimate us to it. So it's not such a huge shock to our system when at some point they have to admit it, or by design they feel like they that it's time. But it's all on their timetable. It's their schedule. Yeah. It's to serve their agenda, not us. They could care less about us, obviously. So my question is, okay, what is going on with them that they feel? And again, think about it in the, the what I said, the context of a cosmic war or a war in heaven. I feel certain that they know there's a date certain when the angels of light are going to show up. And they are defenseless against that. It's not so much a kinetic war as it is one of consciousness or spiritual. Um, it's a, they, a lot of people say it's a spiritual battle. When the angels light to come, they can literally shut the whole thing off. Shut it all down. And then what? Time to rebuild. Well, you can't force the slaves to rebuild the, their own prison. You know, you're going to rebuild what? A garden? A garden planet. Well, okay. We don't need slaves to do that, but if you have volunteers, if you have souls that want to do that, spirits that are, you know, volunteers to do that, fine. That's what it's going to be like. And the only ones that really lose is the dark side, and they know it. That's why they're so crazy right now doing all this. They're they're all out in the open doing this just, you know, it's so blatant, so blatant and so desperate. It's expected, though, in my opinion. Yeah. But but okay. But my point is the reason this is this is why they're coming out with all this stuff. I think is they're going to say, oh yeah, there's a threat. Yeah, it's a threat to their criminal enterprise. <laughs> of course, they're not going to tell you that, but they're just going to make it sound like, oh yeah, we need to defend the planet against whatever. They're going to their narrative obviously is not going to be authentic, and uh, or as I should say, it's more propaganda to prosecute their. From their side, like I said, they started this, and they they are obsessed with lying and projecting. Uh, so it's going to be a really very difficult time, very turbulent for everybody. And I'm sure that's why we're having this conversation now. It'll probably be lost completely, you know, when they shut off the whatever. <laughs> They're going to try and shut it all down. I hope not. Well, I, I, me too. I, I hope don't not, want but, them to do that, but I can see out yes. of desperation. You, you why, it happening, though. They would even tell us that they're going to do that, and you can't get back on our internet unless you're a good little Satanist. 
well, whatever, dude. If you know you want to do that, I fine. I I could care less. So, Robert, tell me this: uh, Do you think yeah. our government is preparing for a fake alien invasion of sorts, or a scenario mm -hmm. similar to that? That's a possibility, but I doubt it because logistically, and I know I use that word way too much, but I mean, well, I have a hard time believing that plan as well. Yeah, because it's too difficult it's too complex it's just i mean really where are you hiding all those spaceships i know they have stuff off world and underground and stuff i've seen it but it's not like they can just pull that rabbit out of the hat because too many people are awake right now and they're going to see through it and it would it, they may be able to pull it off fool some people some of the time for a while but that isn't going to fly long term it didn't it just isn't going to happen i think more likely is what i the other scenario i i, I just laid out for you yeah they're, they're ramping us up. They're trying to uh, get us to into this fight mode of we got to protect the planet from extraterrestrials who are a threat to our democracy. I guess they love that word. And um, uh, But it's actually the good guys that are coming in to liberate us. And, of course, they can't the, – the, the, the dark side cannot tolerate that. They're going to throw everything that they can. It's not like you're just going to go walk away, go, oh, you win. You know, right. no, they're going to go down with the ship. They're going to fight to the last. And, and uh, uh, they don't care if a bunch of us get killed in the process because we're just their property. You know, it's yeah. like uh, we're just yeah, ants, yeah, basically. What? I said we're just um, essentially just like ants to them. I, well, you mean ants are pretty damn strong they and, are right but and they they're very compliant they, they you know they serve the queen and i guess if you meant in that regard i'd have to agree you know right. but i mean okay so most of what we're most of us are workers <laughs> for the system uh, yeah it's sort of mindlessly just doing work yeah we are we're still yeah. slaves today oh yeah. you can still build yes. that argument yes yeah yeah that that's that's a painful that's a really realization yeah well, i mean uh, he, just just life in general is almost like a lot uh, of good, yeah but michael come on there's a lot of good things about life too well, yeah, even as course. screwed up as it is on this planet i mean i i gotta admit there's life's pretty I good though blessed. what i i mean life is pretty good the fact that you know we're we're out here we're breathing this uh beautiful air mm -hmm. where i am where you are yeah, i mean not not new york Canada, well, yeah, not so. New York or Canada. Yes, that's a whole right. other issue. They're going through it, no doubt. But yes, it, there's a lot to appreciate and yeah, enjoy. The moments of normality and health and happiness, I think we have to embrace that. Yeah, and and give thanks for whatever whatever divinity we can connect with, wherever we find it. It because it's there, and even though it's it, it's obviously greatly diminished on this world and within us. That's what I strive for. And I, you know, if I can help other people in that regard, great. And I'm not talking about religion, um, but <laughs> man, it's really not possible for me to, in words or even like websites or whatever, it's impossible to fully communicate what life is outside of this matrix prison. How beautiful, how loving, how happy and healthy everybody is because that's the natural order of things and that's what i was alluding to before about yeah. god's law natural law that's what it's based on i mean that's the that's the fruit of that tree 
you know, is all that stuff that we just right now, it's almost impossible to fathom. I mean, we, we, okay, you can imagine it, but to that's actually experiencing it. That's a whole other level. A lot of people say that when, when they go uh, the near death experience and they see how beautiful life is outside of here, that's really kind of like the only way to get out of here is, and they're like, I'm not going back there. Oh no, I'm sorry. You're gonna. You really need to. There's. You've got some unfinished business. Where you, you know, and you're gonna forget about most of the stuff that you that you've seen here. Oh, what? <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to. What? And then the reason is because you'll go completely nuts if you we send you back and you're all you're thinking about is being here. You know, it's gonna it'll drive you crazy. So, like I said, the benevolent ones are. Uh, we're we're all family. We're related to. This is the, this is one of the most hideous lies that has ever been told. Is that we're not only we're, are we alone, but <laughs> if there is extraterrestrials out there, they're somehow you know we're not related to them. Mm. I mean, come on, it's just it's the dumbest thing. Even on this planet, you know, they try to divide and conquer, and it, it's worked pretty well. But it's what they actually fear is that if, if at some point we and we will become united in the light, and <laughs> All I mean that I mean on every level. I'm hoping that happens. It's it's one well, day. I yeah I understand right right now it's just a it's I'm just words that I'm speaking to you, but I've actually seen it and like I said it it sounds like a really great thing but the transition process it's like it's it's as traumatic as birth. <laughs> to put it mildly, it's gonna be it's gonna be yeah difficult to say the least. But then on the other side of it is amazing. Absolutely beautiful, 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 beyond words. Very nice. And um, we are coming to a close very yeah, soon I here. I, I mean, I don't want to take up too much of your time. And, <laughs> you know, I do appreciate you being here. We, we have a little bit more to go, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. And I, look, I appreciate you uh, reaching out to me repeatedly this year and having this level of conversation i felt like you needed it robert i felt like uh, you needed to be on the program i i was concerned for you as a friend i thought this yeah. man has a lot uh bottled up and he needs to get it out <laughs> yeah that's well, why i'm like i gotta bring him on here yeah you're you're very prescient and uh and precious too i mean well thank you. you think of me in that way uh I, yeah there's a lot of people i've never met physically and yet we have this connectivity that's right um you know, for the longest time Robert, amazing yes. to me but um it's like you said it's emulating the web of light we're somehow using this corrupt web of lies to communicate on a solar spiritual level and um i i know it's helping others it's a blessing of... and a curse in my opinion <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes so so yeah, I, I have to. I'm gonna have to walk back what I said last time we talked <laughs> about jumping off the internet hey, as much yeah, as I'd love to. Um, I, there's just too much important information. There's so much going on. I mean, uh, th yeah. this is the craziest time to be alive, in my opinion. Everything that's coming out, you know, you have this sort of dialogue of all these topics and subjects that you never thought the government would even throw throw out there. To begin with so it is interesting whether it's real whether it's not whether the government is um pulling the rug underneath their feet here with this who knows but it's all quite fascinating and of course we have the whole uh world war three sort of scenario breaking loose out there with 
Russia and the Ukraine. You yeah. know, there, there's a lot of uh, things going on. And my God, who yeah. the hell knows what's going to happen next? I mean, these are fascinating times that we are sort of experiencing right now on this planet. And yeah. yes, it, it's hard to sort of, again, it's hard to sleep at night with, <laughs> when all these sort of things are going on all at once. Uh, yeah, it's impossible to process it all I love at it. one time. But clearly, and we're not we're not designed for that in our current format. But um, when, as we ultimately become rehabilitated, then our level of holistic comprehension yeah. will be restored, and we can literally we. I, the, this is such a dumb term. Uh, multitask multitask yeah <laughs> it's not a dumb term i, I like no, that i mean no because you think somebody's sitting in an office doing <laughs> whatever this is no this is um okay so this is this is part of our divinity because we are created in the image of our creator which is omnipresent omniscient um i forget the third one so basically all powerful all present all seeing i think it was something like that I don't know. Like I said, my brain is melting down. But anyway, we have the we can see and know what God knows by connecting to this cosmic web of light. And there's different levels. It's not like okay. So the the, the loose term here is enlightenment. Or are you enlightened? All right. If you connect with the web of light, I would have to say yes. But it is does that is that it? Or are there multiple levels or degrees of enlightenment within that process, within that 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 beings of light are obviously enlightened, and they are able to know things at a, and see things at a distance, just like we do with the the internet. Okay, but it's way more advanced, way more advanced, and. Um, it, so it's like it's you, you're networking and sharing, processing all that together, and there's there's a benefit to everyone when that when you connect to that. It's part of it's part of God's gift, I guess you'd have to say, you know. Uh, yeah, that's, right. It's it's kind of hard to explain because like unless you actually see again, this is all right. I guess that's going to be my next article. I keep saying this, but uh. Because I have the graphics, Michael. I put them up before, and yeah. people like were like blown away by it. I think I did. I send you something like that before. Uh, you might have. You I probably might have. did. Anyway, yes. it's different. It, it it works better if I actually put it into an article format. Yeah. Because because it is a little complicated at first, but once you see it, you can never <laughs> forget what it is. And that's just a stupid little computer graphic. When you actually. Seeing is it? yeah, seeing is one thing, but experiencing it no, is obviously yeah, another. Uh, that would be like somebody saying, "Hey, there's this thing called an internet." Right. You know, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> blah 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 blah, and you're like, "Yeah, whatever." But if you then you jump on and you start surfing the web and seeing things and communicating, and, right? Uh, you say, "Wow," you know, that's, that changes that's you. Amazing, absolutely. And one other thing I wanted to quickly mention right. here was, and I, you know, I I always go back to this gentleman here by the name of Gary McKinnon. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure you're quite familiar with him. Uh -huh. And, you know, during his infamous sort of a hacking into NASA's computer system, you know, he breached security defenses of NASA and the U.S. military 
back in like 2001 to about March right. of 2002, when he said he found a document entitled Non-Terrestrial Officers. And this was some sort of like uh, Microsoft Excel sheet yep, with names of like off-planet ships or officers rather. And I always thought that was pretty damn interesting. And, you know, he did do time for all this. <laughs> And yes, uh, that's I one guy I think, you know, that's pretty credible in my opinion. And so, you know, you have all these whistleblowers out there right now sort of talking about all these things. And um, again, it's hard for me to discredit everything they're saying. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just that was the tip of the iceberg. William Tompkins was the right. guy that wrote the two books about that. I mean, really in depth. They're they're not written very well. Um, I guess if anybody's interested, I would probably Google it and watch some of the interviews. He gave a couple interviews. William Tompkins. William Tompkins. Yeah, look that up, boys and girls. And you know, you I also uh, wanted to mention this: the giant of Kandahar, uh, a thirteen foot tall uh, giant with red hair and six fingered hands, who lived in the mountains of Afghanistan. Oh, that, yes. And, you know, I brought in that gentleman, by the way. You did? Uh, yeah, I, I talked to him. He's he's like a regular caller here on the program. <laughs> but he doesn't go by that name. And a lot of people yeah. have heard him countless times here. He did that interview with L.A. Marzulli. Mm -hmm. Of course, they distorted the voice and all that. Uh, um, but, you know, I've talked to this gentleman multiple times. He loves the show, by the way. He. Oh. Wow, that's cool. Uh, yes, he's very into the show. I, I think he's great. I believe him. He is a ex-DOD guy. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, one of one of the people that were in that platoon actually, and I hope he doesn't get mad at me for saying this, but the guy actually killed himself, one of, the, uh -huh. one of these men that were there during this whole incident with uh -huh. this giant, this 13-foot uh, monster giant with red hair. And to me, I'm telling you, I've talked to him plenty of times off air and all this. And, you know, he's cried. The man's oh, broken sure. down plenty of times on the phone with me. And I don't think he's making it up. I got to be no, honest. I mean, look, he saw something. Record, he saw something. Fossil, that's why the, 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 the Smithsonian has been covering up whenever they can. They try and they, they somehow get hold of those bones of uh, remains of giants right, right. And, and hide them or destroy them because it's just that's again this is something uh, UFOs and aliens are one thing but ancient uh, civilizations and uh, because obviously they were in con contact with uh, various groups as well off right. world and it's, it's it's all connected it's all being covered up by like I said by uh, Washington DC and uh, London and the Vatican and uh, do you know L.A. Marzulli? He's been yeah. on the program multiple times, and he's oh, supposed okay. so to. Um, talk to him. Yeah, okay. I've talked to him. Have you? Have you talked to him? Yeah. Well, he. Yes, he was living in Malibu. For right. Right. Quite a while. Yes. All right. So, and we had mutual friends, and uh, some kind of bizarre things happened. Uh, and I think for whatever reason, he stopped talking to me. But that's okay. It doesn't matter. Did you freak him out? What happened? Oh, uh, he got. Let's see. What the heck was it? Um, yeah, I got to hear this now. I'm trying to think exactly what the detail. Basically, one of our friends passed over, and, uh -huh. and he uh, he somehow managed to call my phone mm. from the other side with and make it look like it was L.A. Marzulli calling me. So I called him back. I said, "Hey, so I I see you called me. I'm sorry. What you know? What's going on?" And he goes, "I didn't call you." Uh -huh. 
I said, well, I've got your, your number on my phone. Mm. He goes, it wasn't me. And I said, someone <laughs> spooked his number. I, I said, well, you know, our friend passed away and he's going to have a, a funeral next week. And he says, what? And I said, oh, okay. So he just, he just wanted to get the message to you apparently. Mm. And for whatever reason, you know, I mean, cause Ellie's very fundamentalist and, uh, right, maybe right. he thought, uh, what do they call that? Uh, necromancy. Necromancy. <laughs> yeah. He's a necromancer. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's funny. I, I guess. So, but, uh, Robert, in other words, um, are you saying that I might or may not have to perhaps book both of you on without telling each uh, each uh, one of you? Oh, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I, but <laughs> I I'm see. just saying it's uh, okay. So I know about where he was living. And uh, right, um, right. He, we had some weird conversations about Dr. Lily. Dr. Lily. Did that ever come up? Um, we've never discussed that, but um, I, I have an idea. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Jungly, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Malibu. Okay. So that's the other thing. Malibu is just such an epicenter of evil. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people haven't, they they didn't survive. And I mean, I did, but a lot of people didn't. And it still freaks me out. And so that's why when you say that name, I'm like, I don't know him very well, but I know his situation. Like so many other people in Malibu, it was it was really traumatic. And his neighbor, um, I think he was living on the same street or something as Dr. Lilly. And some of the crazy crap that went on there was just like, uh, oh, whenever you start doing, you know, I mean, that's what the Altered States movie was based on. If you remember that crazy movie years ago, Altered States. Altered States is a great movie, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for Classic. Anybody, a lot of people haven't seen it because it's so old, but um, he was he was obviously Lily was in, <laughs> in touch with other dimensional entities. And like so many of the people, so-called scientists in the government, he wasn't just trying to do communications with dolphins. He was doing other stuff. Right. In those in those, um, those experiments. Yeah. No, but I mean, he was doing ketamine and huge and acid. Yes. And and uh, what do they call the those flotation ch- tanks with uh, uh, isolation chambers, whatever they're right. called. Right, right, right. Yeah, flotation yeah. devices. Yes. Um. So yeah, LA was living up there and uh, doing doing all whatever. kinds of stuff. I see a lot of people in Malibu do drugs. I call it just whatever. I don't think I. I'm pretty sure LA is plenty of people. Hey, well, I mean, you know, you got to do something, in California. Uh, yeah, but anyway, he's so he's he's devoutly religious now, and that's his that's his thing. And I maybe I said something to offend him. I, it doesn't really matter. I know he's done a lot of good work on the Nephilim, uh, but he, he seems to be ignoring the bigger picture of oh. the other information about the Anunnaki. I see, and who they and then again, like if you haven't read The Shining Ones. You really don't know the bigger picture. And even then, there's a lot more to it than what Mr. O'Brien was able to um, put together. That was his final book before he passed away. So the problem is that a lot of people are very prejudiced. Uh, They think they know something so they don't want to be told anything <laughs> that was contrary to the the whatever their beliefs are right 
Okay, and that's so they like they, they go through life with blinders on, and again, that's based on ego or fear or whatever. I don't really have that problem. Uh, I don't mind saying that I was wrong or coming across new information where I have to really totally reevaluate everything. Um, and it's 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 not that pleasant sometimes, you know, when your whole paradigm gets shattered and you got to start over basically, but. I think it's the only way we can make progress, and and I I can't force other yeah. people to do that. But I I do appreciate their effort, but a lot of times it's very narrow. And like like people like Stephen Greer and others, they just uh, hyper focused on proving their perspective. And it's, I know what it's you mean. not the whole picture. It just isn't, in my opinion. I hear you. That's the issue with a lot of these uh, individuals out there in this field. And in closing, uh, you know, there was um, a bit of an, I have uh, some audio here I thought we can listen to, and it'll give you a little bit of a break uh, from talking um, here, Robert. And this is in regards to um, that family in Las Vegas who claim to have seen an Mm -hmm. alien in their backyard. Um, We'll give our thoughts about it, but... Okay. I just want to play that audio for some people out there who probably didn't hear it. So let's hear that. And it's about two minutes long. So it'll give you a little rest there, Robert. Okay. As we close out. Night on May 1st, when a Las Vegas Metro police officer's body cam catches this, something flashing low in the sky. 911 emergency. Minutes later. There's a there's like an eight-foot person beside it and another one's inside and it has big eyes and looking at us and it's still there. Someone calls 911 reporting two large figures in their backyard. Oh, I'm so nervous right now. The 8 News Now investigators obtaining another officer's video as he's sent to the Northwest Valley home. I have butterflies, bro. Everyone saw a shooting star. Then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. By now, it's more than an hour after that bright light. Officers meeting up with the caller and his family. What'd you see? It was like a like a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, like a long testy top. I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too, so that's yes. why I'm kind of curious. Did you see anything land in your backyard? Or? They see like a big, that's what they say. They see like a big, uh, like a big something with light. What I saw right now, I do believe in it. Police walk into the backyard to investigate, but Metro blacked out that part of the video because it's considered private property. Terrible. It's clear they're taking this call seriously. Hey, this might sound like a really dumb question, but did you guys see anything fall out of the sky? Asking others what they yes. saw. Uh, I would normally discount it as nothing. However, um, seeing as one of my partners said they saw it too, only reason I'm actually investigating it further. That investigation turning up no concrete answers as of Wednesday. Whatever or whoever fell into that yard, long gone within minutes. Oh, hey. If those, if those nine foot beings come back, don't call us, all right? Deal with it yourself. <laughs> and yes, that's where it uh, cuts off there. And uh, Robert, I have no idea what your thoughts and opinions are on that uh, story from that family in Las Vegas where they saw a big creature around 10 feet tall, they say. Yeah. Uh, having read thousands of reports and met other people that claim that they have uh, scene craft or occupants or whatever. Um, nothing really surprises me. Uh, again, I think I sent you the, the documentary about Charles Hall. Yes. Yes, you did. Okay. So, because I think that's related. Charles possibly. Hall. Charles Hall. Yeah. The guy that the, the, um, he was in the air force. Anyway, he was stationed out, uh, North Nevada 
and the under one of the underground bases there for aliens he called the tall whites sort of like albino looking humans and uh, right. they were very tall and uh, somewhat hostile and um, they they apparently they had some sort of agreement with our military that they could have a base there um and that was a long time ago so i mean relatively speaking this is I, none of this stuff is new that's the other thing that kind of just like right I, exactly I don't know where to laugh or cry about it but it's like um it's been going on for thousands of years but even in more modern times the amount of what i consider to be credible credible evidence eyewitnesses from all walks of life including u.s presidents carter and reagan they've all seen craft reagan even allegedly um uh, went back, I think this is before he was governor. Um, uh, he, he saw one land on the beach when he was driving from Santa Barbara down to Beverly Hills yeah. for a party at, um, Lucille Ball's house. And, um, he saw the craft land and allegedly went out there and talked to the occupants. So it's not surprising to me if... The, I mean, it's it's not new. You're right. It's certainly, it's, it happens all over the planet. Most people never take the time to actually read the accounts. And the other problem with that is it's spread out all over the place. It's kind of hard to find it, just like what I did about Washington, D.C. If somebody ever put it all together for a database for the entire planet, it would take you years to read through it. Absolutely. Yes. This isn't the first time we've heard of these sort of things, whether that was a hoax um, in that scenario. I mean, these sort of things have been going on forever, as yes. you said. And Robert, once again, you know, I could talk to you easily for another hour. <laughs> uh, no problem there. there. There's so much to get into. I, I you know, got to be honest, I had so many other questions to ask you, but time just rolls on. Mm. Yeah, and I tend to run my mouth way too much. Too. And we love that, by the way. It's always <laughs> great to have someone that's talkative and does some of the heavy lifting. And mm -hmm. as AI evolves and becomes an insidious puppeteer, pulling the strings of our lives as it invades our privacy, like uh, like yours, and mm -hmm. stealing our thoughts and secrets, manipulating us like puppets in a twisted play, all this uh, scares the hell out of me, Robert. And again, it's a honor and pleasure to talk to you and... We'll do it again, I'm sure, rather soon, sooner than later. And again, Robert, as we close ship here, is there anything else you'd like to add that perhaps you might have forgotten? Yeah, I did forget something last time I spoke to you about the AI thing was uh, I did hear that language. The one I heard in 1990, there was yes. just a single individual speaking a language I'd never heard before. In 2017, when I was in Hong Kong, I heard that language again. It was spoken by multiple AI to each other. And it was on Clyde Lewis's show, Ground Zero. Nice. And it was He was playing something that, that Microsoft had released of their so-called AI that had generated its own their own language, and they were speaking to each other. It was really funny because it was not, it's bizarre, my reaction. I'm listening to the male and female, and they actually had accents like they were from different countries. Uh -huh. And But they you could tell that was a language. That was for sure a language, and it, apparently it scared the, scared the heck out of the, the Microsoft uh, engineers, so they pulled the plug, allegedly. Allegedly? Allegedly. All I know is when I heard that language, I, I like had a that. panic attack. Because I was flashing back on it, it's like, holy, oh my God, this is, 
<clears throat> this is <laughs> they're still here they're real they're really real I'm they're like, real good lord and, so, they're, and they're looking for you no i they already know where i am that's not an issue right they're looking <laughs> like you said very eloquently they're looking to um continue to manipulate us into the future i would have to say this because i know they're listening uh you will fail and we will prevail God is greater than all of your little machinations and technologies. And sorry, you guys, it isn't going to work out the way you expected. So sorry, it sucks to be you. And uh, I say, I'll close with this. Thank God for God. Thank God for God. God is great. And um, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned uh, Clyde Lewis. I actually sat down with him for about an hour um, not long ago, actually. Really? And yes, I uh, interviewed Clyde Lewis and we talked about uh, Tracy Twyman. And uh, that was his producer at one time. She checked out in a rather unusual way. Okay. Some say suicide, some say she was murdered. Okay. And I have a whole hour with them and I'll be playing that here uh, for everyone uh, rather shortly. But yes, um, great interview with Clyde Lewis. I, I think he might have even invited me to be on ground zero but i invited him to be on this program as well and well, so you has, you know how to contact him yeah of course i got his card um if you want to be on the show I'm, I'm sure i could get you on there i yes because when i heard clyde play mm -hmm. that sure i somehow managed to call him and he was blown away that i was calling from hong kong and i was blown away that <laughs> i was in such a state of ah. shock and um we we only talked for like i don't know a few minutes but um oh, okay I'd, I'd like to kind of... Uh, well, I can make it happen. Yeah, don't worry. I, I could get you on the show. All right, perfect. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, Robert. I'll get you on there. And again, once again, I do want to thank you so much yeah. for being a part of the program. And of course, that's robertstanley.substack.com. Go and uh, look that up for yourselves, boys and girls. So much information there. And Robert will be posting more as uh, all these sort of things unfold. Once again, Robert... Thank you so damn much. It's always a <laughs> honor and pleasure to have you here. My mind is always blown when you're around. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. You got it, brother. I'll talk to you on the other side, my friend. Very good. Take care. Bye. My goodness. There he goes, boys and girls. That was Mr. Robert Stanley. He is quite the insightful researcher that Robert Stanley on the future and dark side of artificial intelligence. Oh yes, Robert reminds us to be mindful of the potential dangers of AI. Once again, thank you for joining us in this enlightened discussion with Mr. Robert Stanley. And of course, thank you for finding us. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Oh, yes. For further information, please go to michaeldeacon.com. Yes, that's michaeldeacon.com. And remember, if you want the heavy-duty stuff, turn your attention to our Patreon. That is where gold falls from the sky, as I like to say. That's patreon.com forward slash michaeldeacon. Go there, and we have almost, I think, almost 100 episodes now. It's worth the money. Sign up for as low as a dollar. Just one dollar. Patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon.
go there today. I hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. And I really enjoyed that one. Let's remember these cautionary tales as we explore the vast realm of artificial intelligence, boys and girls. All this creeps me out, as it always does. This show creeps me out, I gotta be honest. It creeps me out, no doubt. I don't know if you guys even know that, but yes, this show gives me the goddamn creeps. It always has, boys and girls. It always has. And yes, you hear the music. That can only mean one thing. It's time to get out of here, boys and girls. Oh, yes. As we unwind, boys and girls, that was a lot of fun. A whole lot of fun. Once again, thank you, Chad Room. We will do this again live very soon, and I hope you all had a good time. I thank you. I thank all of you out there in the chat room, and of course, all of you who will listen back on the replay. Much love and respect to all of you out there. I had a great time. I hope you did too. I enjoyed this ride. And we'll go for another one soon, I promise. With that said, I'm Michael Deacon reporting to you live from the wastelands of California. Stay safe out there, no matter where you are on this island Earth. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place. And life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night. Bill Clinton's drug operation was in full swing. He was governor of Arkansas and had delivered this cocaine to a remote airport in Washita Forest, which I've since identified as Mena Airport. I also delivered a little packet of information and a small quantity of cocaine, a personal stash from Jay Bennett Johnston to Bill Clinton. I delivered it to Bill Clinton and he cut out two lines of the coke and he did inhale.
that certainly wasn't the only time I saw Bill Clinton using cocaine. My sexual experience with Bill Clinton was extremely limited in spite of the fact that I was a sex slave. It was my experience that Bill Clinton is bisexual, leaning far more towards a homosexual end. All I've ever seen him involved in was a homosexual activity um, with very limited experience with him myself. Whereas my experience was much more uh, prevalent with Hillary Clinton because Hillary is also uh, bisexual, leaning more towards a homosexual end and it was she who accessed my sex programming to fulfill her perversions. People have all kinds of belief systems and I'm sure each and every one of you has various and different belief systems as well. Regardless of what your belief system is, it is imperative that you know that these criminals are people. They are within our realm to affect. They need to be held accountable for their actions and their crimes against humanity. It was 1980 and my daughter Kelly was born. She was born directly into the MK Ultra Mind Control Project on a much higher level, a more sophisticated technological level than I was subjected to. In addition to trauma, she was subjected to harmonic mind control programming on NASA installations literally since birth, before her brain even had a chance to form. As soon as Kelly was born, Senator Burr figured I'd been traumatized enough by that time.